here we are on Cinema Discovery Project. We're gonna talk Star Wars. I'm here with Luke Skywalker. He's gonna join me or he's gonna die. <laughs> oh, Mr. Palpatine, you sound so My name's not Palpatine. My name's Darth young. Sidious. Oh, I sorry, said Darth sorry. Sidious. That's no, no. Yeah. Darth Sidious. Whew. What is interesting is that nobody knows that you're... Palpatine or Darth Sidious, yet you refer to yourself as both. I am everybody. Um, really breaking everything. Well, you're breaking all the rules, yes. kind of similar to how Rise of Skywalker broke some certain rules. <laughs> you could say that. Uh, but this is a brand new uh, episode of the Cinema Discovery Project with me, Andrew Cabral, and co-host extraordinaire Stephen Billings. I'm, am I, I'm extraordinary. Extraordinary. I don't know. That's a, that's a fancy word that ah. I like to throw out sometimes. But... But we are finally doing an episode about Star Wars. It's only taken us, uh, what, a year and a half? Didn't we do it? Didn't we do a Star Wars episode before? I don't think we have. Maybe We've not. talked about Maybe Star not. Wars many, many times. I thought we did. I don't think we have. At least not one entirely dedicated to I Star Wars. And this one's not really entirely dedicated. We're specifically focusing on Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9, which just came out December 20th of 2019. And we are now in January of 2020, so it's been a few weeks. And so we will be talking spoilers. It will be spoiler-heavy with all of our thoughts about the movie, our you know positives, our negatives, all those things. But I guess some background that I'm not sure if the audience really needs, but we, Steven and I are both big Star Wars yes. fans. It's been a part of our lives, I think, since we were both children. Um, for me, it started out on VHS. Steven, I assume, yeah, same, similar same, yeah. circumstances because we're both around the same age. Um, and then, of course, the special editions came out in theaters. I remember going to see those. The prequels were part of my childhood when I was like, you know, my teenage years were going to see the prequels a bunch of times during the summers. And now we have the sequel series now that we are all in, well, Steven and I are both in our mid to late 20s. Essentially, no, I'm, I'm 13. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Now we're both in our in our well. early thirties. Yeah, so it started in our late twenties and now ended in our early thirties. That's that accurate. To say? Yes. What's crazy is they came out with three episodic films in four years, which seems very quick. Like it felt like just the other day we were watching episode yeah. seven, and now we're, you know, finishing up this new trilogy, and they're calling it the final one in the Skywalker series. And, you know, it's big, supposed to be this big final climactic, you know, all-encompassing movie. And I didn't really feel that Mm-mm. while watching no. it. I I didn't get that sense of closure. I didn't get that sense of, like, tying them all together and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it's not a film that I hate. I know a lot of Star Wars fans out there hate the sequel trilogy. They hate this movie. They hated The Last Jedi. Some people hated The Last Jedi but like this movie. I mean, the the Star Wars fandom is a bit of a mess right now. And it's not really something I I don't want to spend too much time on. But there's a lot of infighting, a lot of conflict, and there's a lot of positivity and negativity. Well, I think think the thing that we're really fighting against is the the nostalgia machine. Um, You know, we, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of the core fans of Star Wars, you know, hold on to the original trilogy as the as the as the end all be all, and they and nothing right. nothing really lives up to it. And I don't think there really can be anything because it was a lightning in a bottle. And though even and you know, if I'm being honest, 
though they we hold these movies up as high as we do, they're all flawed themselves. And, oh, of course. And I, and I don't think a lot of fans can really admit that to themselves. So then, when these new movies come out and they don't, they're not perfect. You know, we tend to cry about them. Now, I don't really hold the the original trilogy up. I just try to look at movies all kind of very similarly. Um, it, you know, obviously, depending on what the movie's audience is kind of what it's going for, I change my, you know, opinions. But, um, you know. You know, because some people, you know, I, I've had friends and tell me, you know, Stephen, you got to watch Star Wars as as a child, and I'm like, well, I mean, I get that idea, you know, and I watch certain kids movies, thinking about how this can be good for kids, but it, it doesn't shouldn't mean that we shouldn't shouldn't start having a high standard for even kids movies. Like there needs to be a certain standard you need to hit, at least for me. Well, you, you know, know my well, you know my idea is that I think every movie needs to be taken into a proper context. Yeah. And I think, you know, Star Wars is no exception. And I also think that there needs to be a lot more open-mindedness when it comes to kind of sacred, hollow ground movies yeah. like a Star Wars or any other big popular, you know, nostalgic franchise. And I think that there's a lot of closed-mindedness that's really, really leading to a lot of negativity that's coming into the fandom and stuff like that and really coming into people's opinions like there seems to be very black and white like oh this is great or it's trash and i'm like i mean you gotta be a little more nuanced than that than than talking about this and that's where i kind of like to come in and be in in all my reviews that i've done uh, whether it be on my youtube channel whether it be steven and i talking on air or off air i think it comes from both a positive and negative perspective because all movies i think have positives and negatives and Rise of Skywalker is no exception, sure. and Star Wars movies are no exception, and whatnot. I mean, there, you know, some movies are more positives than negatives, or more negatives than positives, and really, the movies are so so subjective. And there are people who love, love, love this movie. There are people who love many movies that other people don't like, and I think this needs to be more open mindedness too, and more open discussion, because there seems to be a lot of closed mindedness. But saying all of that, I guess we'll you know dive into it right well, I was going to say real quick I mean, we were, that also go on, go also on. with that is that you know the reason why somebody like me and, and Andrew um we we have a more of a a critical eye for Star Wars is because that's just how we treat all movies you know that's just mm, how we yeah. watch movies you know a, a lot of people that watch Star Wars to be entertained and and to, you know that's fine and that's why you watch that movie and if you were entertained by Rise of Skywalker then it's totally justified and that's great we want you to like the movie but you can't ask us to stop watching the movie the way we watch all movies. You know, that's and that's what well, and that's I, what I, I think yeah, it is, is, yeah. is people are upset that we have you know, we have critical things to say about a movie that they love because we're not watching it just for pure entertainment. You know, and it's like I, I would say we're watching it for with entertainment in mind. As well but, as being uh, analytical, but the thing, but the thing you know is, what I mean, is, I think that cut that factors well, into that, it. That's for us. That is entertainment. It, it, it's part of the yeah, entertainment. That's true. Part of the, for us, the part of the joy of watching movies is being able to get a a feeling of completeness, not just from you know action or comedy in the movie, but the themes and the, the them them things and a, and a, and pacing, great pacing, and all that stuff excites yeah. us to liking a movie yeah, even all that more. Stuff kinda... And we're probably going to give you a taste of like what our minds are watching the movie when we talk about this movie yeah. here. But I think we're also coming from 
at least at least when I'm watching a movie, the first things I look for are filmmaking stuff. Yeah, it's pretty, you know yeah, I mean? that's, I'm that's for, how our minds work. Yeah, that's how my mind works, and then I'm looking for kind of and then plot things I think are secondary. Yeah. You know what I mean? If a movie's exceptionally made well, like this movie's amazing, but the plot is kind of lacking, chances are I'm going to look at it more favorably than perhaps somebody who's looking for a great plot and not paying attention to filmmaking and, and, techniques. And that's just because, you know, that's what I focus yeah, on. Yeah, for, for me, the things that pop up for me is thematic stuff. When there's interesting thematics at play, and, and then with that... Um, you know, maybe there's a character study of. I like character study films, so that that stuff mm. is the stuff that engages me. Uh, even if a movie is not necessarily the most well-rounded movie, but if they're trying to go for something interesting with themes or with character, then that's the stuff that brings me in. So, but yeah, with all that said, getting where we're coming from. Um, I guess we'll get into get into the movie. The, we're not going to go plot point by, by plot point. No, it's it's not a spotlight. It's not a spotlight, but we're going to try to talk about the movie uh, as as broadly as we can without getting too detailed. Um, but we yeah, are going to spoil the shit out of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, most definitely. So where do you want to start? I mean, start right at the beginning. Well, the crawl. I would start right at the, the crawl. beginning of the film. The crawl. The Star Wars is notorious for its crawl. It's notorious for just that bombastic. Uh, flared opening where the Lucasfilm uh, thing, the Lucasfilm thing comes up. The 20th Century Fox fanfare. Well, not uh, anymore. Not anymore. I, but not but, anymore. Yeah, used yeah, yeah. to be. Used to be. I mean, Disney could technically do it now since they own Fox. But, but nah, you, um, it's, it, you but don't want to do that. It's Lucasfilm. It shows up, and then I tell you, Stephen, there's nothing, nothing like, like hearing that. Yeah. Nothing like this. This this feeling when just boom. Yeah. The music hits, John Williams, Star Wars theme, and then the and then the opening crawl. Then unfortunately, and with this open crawl, the first line really ups, was like it disturbed me. Because <laughs> what does it say? Like like oh, it was the just, dead like, speaks voice, or something like that. The dead speaks, and it was only like a two paragraph crawl. Yeah. It wasn't long, and I'm like, we we may need more information here because. The film takes place, I want to say, like a year it's after not that, it, The it's Last It's definitely Jedi. some space there, but it's not that long. There's a time yeah, jump. Yeah. There's a time jump from the events of The Last Jedi to now, whether it's six months to a year. I'm not quite sure, but it, there's a time yeah. jump. And the de- and apparently within that time jump, the Emperor has returned yeah. out of nowhere. And apparently he sent like some type of uh, mass galaxy-wide broadcast yeah. from... Death, <laughs> presumably death, and I'm like, okay, I guess I can buy it. And there's a lot of things in this movie you kind of have to go. You just gotta with. go with it. That's yeah. kind of you just gotta go with it. You gotta roll with it because there's gaps in the movie for me when it comes to information we need as viewers in order to put this film together. But we'll get to that as we go along. But yeah, so he's back from the dead, apparently, and opening scene is Kylo Ren uh, just taking dudes out. Well, he's taking dudes out, and, he, and apparently... We don't even know where well, we he don't know is. where he is until after the fact, where we find out that he's actually on Mustafar. <laughs> yeah. Steven, this is... A, this is a, you're gonna hear me complain about this a lot. What? Why didn't they add, like, a few-second wide shot of the planet Mustafar? Yeah. Star Wars fans would have known what it looks like, yeah. or even if you want to say Mustafar... Like put a put a label up saying Mustafar, or do whatever because it would have been nice to know because apparently 
in the beginning of this movie, he goes to Darth Vader's castle on yeah. Mustafar. That's something that connects directly to, you know, the original time frame of the original trilogy, where we saw in Rogue One that Darth Vader has a castle on Mustafar. Yeah. It's part of the canon. We, I think we, they've seen, we've seen it in the, the books and the comic books and all that kind of stuff. Yet again, that's just connecting all of the franchise. It would have been nice as, as viewers to just have well, that. Well, or that Star and, Wars fans and in the general. Fa- and, and the fact that he's there and he's fighting these characters that we don't know why he's fighting them. Yeah, it's just like dudes he's just murdering for no reason, which is problematic because we already know that Kylo Ren is a bad guy doing bad things. And in the film, we all kind of assumed that he was going to get a redemption arc eventually anyway. Opening the movie with him, cutting people mercilessly, is not a great way to set up a redemption arc in the same movie. Not necessarily. Uh, And then on top of this, uh, apparently... He somehow found out there's a wayfinder. This a wayfinder. This, this compass Stephen, no. thingy that leads leads can lead him to the where the emperor is, which apparently right. you know, this was set up in advance, way ahead of time. Apparently, um, which you know I can buy that because I mean I've read canon books. If you read new canon books, you know that the emperor was up to something. He knew there was something out in out in unknown region area that was drawing him out there, and that he was he was preparing for something. So you can kind right. of believe it, but the thing is, is like you said, if you're somebody that just re- watches the movies, you're completely lost. Oh, you're completely yeah. lost because they don't set up that very very no. well. They don't give the necessary information to the viewer so you kind of just have to go along for the ride it's like watching a cartoon on tv where you're just like (laughs) you see things and you accept them because it's a cartoon but in 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 film in in live action films you got to be a little bit more you know descriptive and a little bit more you have to give a little bit more i'm not saying spoon feed the audience but this is important stuff yeah the first act of this movie is very problematic because it's choppy when it comes to setting up the plot for the film we're cutting from uh, moment to moment. We're doing, you know, the things you know, those that classic they, they decided wipes. not to explain are things that are more interesting to me than some of the things that happened in the movie. <laughs> yes, and it kind of brings us, you know, the Wayfinder takes you to this secret Sith planet called Exegol. Yeah. That is probably, that is way out he there. He had to it's go uncharted. through like a black hole, something to even get out to it. Like it was, yeah. Basically, it's it's way out there, uncharted. It's I guess it's kind of a callback to how Camino was uncharted yeah. back in back in episode two. I don't know. I'm just making connections that may or may not be there. So the very next scene is, and this is all done without real exposition or anything. He just uh, Kylo Ren just goes there and he goes to the Sith temple, and lo and behold, we have Emperor Palpatine back from the dead. And what we learn there in a very quick scene. That's not given much information. Is that Snoke was apparently just a like a, a puppet, a puppet like that he grew that they grew in a jar there or something. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like exposition and stuff there that I think well, we needed yeah, to well, know what the heck well, was the going thing is, on. Is I, there. I, I, I haven't decided whether I believe that he was controlling the body of Snoke or that Snoke was actually a being that was real. But he can, right. he just influenced him from afar. Well, I had this kind of... I mean, Stephen, you and I talked about it, I think, after um, Last Jedi, how perhaps Snoke was a Palpatine puppet. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was a theory I had a long that's time why ago. His yeah. de- that's why his death didn't, was, wasn't, like, everybody made a big deal about it, but then I guess, like, it's not a big deal now because I guess he wasn't an important character. Yeah. Unfortunately for me, bringing back the Emperor kind of takes away from what things you establish in the first and second film. And if you're making a franchise, you're already kind of cutting your cutting. But it your also, legs it off. also, it also hurts you know the mean? original trilogy too. It really does. It, it really, really hurts really what happens really at the end it. of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the whole idea of Return of the Jedi is the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Is you know, Luke Skywalker also. Um, resisting the temptation of Emperor Palpatine to turn to the dark side, to take his place as, uh, take the place of his father as his new apprentice, yeah. and and Anakin Skywalker coming back to the light and saving his son, that goes all out the window when you realize that the Emperor can just resurrect himself. Yeah, and in a way that we don't even we know. don't even know. It's okay, never it's never mentioned think, how he, he survived. He's over Endor, the moon of Endor, and he in the and he's in the Death Star, which he falls down a shaft, and then after that that fucking thing explodes. explodes and falls to an up to the planet and then somehow he gets out into unknown space to this place and how did how did that happen i'd love to know <laughs> that would have been like a and thing is like he could have you know exposition is something that's used a lot people think it's lazy but if you're going to make these leaps with plot you're gonna have to use it in order to save your ass when it comes to writing screenplay yeah. And it's just not there. Whether it was cut for time or it was never there at all, I'm not sure. But it's it's something that would have been nice. And it would have been like, it wouldn't even been, it wouldn't have been so long or so elaborate that they couldn't have added it in and it wouldn't have taken up more than like a minute. Yeah. Or whatever, less than a minute. Like the thing is, know, is, is, or is, per, or per, like you could have, he, he didn't even have to survive and uh, they attack on Endor. They could have, he, he they could have explained it like that he had um something he had like had a backup plan that he created beforehand and then it just took 30 years for it to come to well, real fruition my, for him to be clone i mean we've got clones just have well, I mean, a either, clone of himself well, the thing, yeah well the thing to me is is, is uh, we this is a big de- this is something that's brought up by everybody but this this particular plot point is the main thing that we bring we start to talk about why there was no real plan for this trilogy like i mean this stuff was kind of like just taped together and duct taped together at the last minute to bring for the most part yeah i mean for the most i think what is interesting is the strongest part i think of the sequel trilogy is that it's thematic depth i think is actually really good and i think the characters are interesting i I, I think kylo ren was done with them (laughs) kylo ren is very interesting and kylo ren is you know he's confronted now with the emperor and he finds out that all the voices he's been hearing in his head, all the influence that has been the, corrupting him all of this time, is has been yeah, the, 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 and in a way that kind of makes you feel sympathy. Well, yeah, I mean, because right? he's kind of an abused. Person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, though, though we could see kind of where his his story was going to go, he still was the most interesting part because he. I mean, first of all, Adam Driver's probably the best actor um, in the sequel. Tri- he's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's really yeah. good. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it was, I think that the, the main thing about this new trilogy is, is, is about legacy and how legacy doesn't have to necessarily, um, decide your future. Um, and no. that's, that's kind of the, and, and I, so I agree with you. The themes are, are definitely there. I think, but I think with a lot of the characters, 
they had great starts, but they did not know where to go with them, especially the supporting characters. Well, you know my theory about this, and I've talked to you about it off off air, is I think that upon the acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney, I think initially they put all of their effort into making Force Awakens the best they possibly could. Yeah. Where I think they just put all of their effort into it because they wanted to you know, revive Star Wars. Star Wars hadn't had a movie in, you know, at that, they, they, they acquired that? it in 2012, so they hadn't had a movie in eight years. Yeah. And they and by the time Force Awakens would come out in 2015, they wouldn't have a movie in yeah. 10 years. And and Star Wars needed a bit of a revival, a bit of bringing uh, not only the old, the old, um, fans but also the new generation of yeah, fans cause, as cause, well because there was a, that at the time a lot more plight against the you know prequels yeah oh yeah a lot of people hated the prequels specifically the older star wars fans and even the fans who grew up with it had like a an epiphany that maybe these movies aren't as good as we yeah, thought yeah. they were when we were 12 you know what i mean because those movies were kind of made for 12 year olds for the most part and younger i know that's when i first saw Phantom Menace when yeah. I was twelve. That's why I use that that age distinction. But and and so they had to revive it. So I think they put all their eggs in that episode seven basket. Yeah. And then at that point is when things kind of went a little all over the place with getting a new director and a new writer for episode eight. And from all what we heard is that he was writing episode eight like even before episode seven came out. Ryan Johnson was. And I mean we Stephen and I have hinted at. Our um, feelings about episode eight. I love oh uh, yeah, it. I we, think I, it's my I actually it's my really favorite love it a lot. The, the three, I think it's. I think it's the one of the most well made uh, Star Wars films of all time. I think it's it's just stunning movie, and it's going taking Star Wars in a direction that Star Wars hadn't been taken probably since Empire Strikes Back, yeah. since like nineteen eighty, and kind of breaking out of this box of Star Wars. Well, it became it became somewhat self aware of itself. You know. It became very self-aware, and it tried to take Star Wars in a more new and interesting way, from my perspective, yeah. from Steven's yeah. perspective. From now, other now do we think it's perfect? No, we don't think it's perfect. No, there's, there, there, are, there are problems within it. But for me, what Rise of Skywalker does is try to not only retract the stuff from that film, but it tries to make new stuff on the fly without any foundation for yeah. it. And I understand wanting to, um, wanting to do your own thing with your own movie. You know what I mean? Like, J.J. Abrams wanted to have, you know, more control over what he could put in this movie, make it his own, which is kind of what, I guess, what every filmmaker wants to do. But to kind of just do that without a foundation established first and try to establish a foundation and then build off of that foundation within the same movie that's only two hours and 20 minutes, you're going you're gonna to run into yeah. problems. That's where I feel like this film ran into problems when it came to... Uh, plot structure, like we've hinted at at the beginning, there's just a lot of things thrown at us that has no sense of like where are we coming from? Where where is this information that we need in order to believe all this yeah. stuff? It's just not there. And then of course we get and now we move. You know, we're constantly going back and forth between you know the good guys and the bad guys. That's the way Star Wars has kind of always been. But the good guys are also kind of problematic as well as what's going on with the bad guys i guess because now we have ray who's our main hero protagonist and her leap when it comes to her force abilities is like light years yeah. and that's more of a plot problem than a filmmaking problem but i think it's a writing problem well, you could have still had her be powerful but not be 
so she, unbelievably she, 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 powerful only to fit it feels like they made her so powerful because they wanted her to fit within the story that they were making as opposed to making as uh, making her you making the story fit her powers. Yeah, I mean, you know she, I mean? She, she became a superhero, basically. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, she went, like, super yeah, Saiyan. Yeah, I mean, like, even at, the, like even, even at the end of Last Jedi, she, she you know... She was strong. She was pretty strong. Was really you know? strong. Um, and, but this is, like, man... And, well, the thing <laughs> is, is, is like, they try to explain it with something else that they decide they did, they don't, that you just need to accept, um, which is that, uh, you know, we... we, we I like the connection between Kylo and Rey. They have this this force connection, and it's a diet, whatever he called it, a deity in the uh, force. Uh, uh, a dyad, a dyad in the dyad. force. The idea that they're connected, which is something that is picked up right from The Last Jedi. And we kind of thought that that connection was, I guess, um, made by the Emperor or made by, I mean, Snoke, we were led to believe, was made it in Last Jedi. But apparently it is indeed more than that. And it's it's interesting and both problematic for me because it's interesting because I like this idea that force connection we've seen yeah. that force connection between Luke and Leia in the original trilogy and how how they're able to sense one another and interact with one yeah. another uh, even up and into Last Jedi, um, but it's also problematic for me because it really leans heavily on their lineage. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what we learn in this movie, spoilers. If you haven't been spoiled yet, you're about to be spoiled now. <laughs> Ray is a Palpatine. Yeah. And I say that with lackluster <laughs> enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I don't think Ray needed to be a Palpatine well, she, okay. to make her powerful or important. Yeah, well, That's yeah, but this is my opinion on it. First of all, I'm I I'm okay with that connection, though I would have preferred the the she's not related to anybody cuz I think that 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 creates a better um message. For the movie, yeah, I find it more fascinating that she's powerful w- within the Force, and she has this connection with Kylo Ren, who we know is connected to the Force through his lineage and whatnot. I find that more more interesting because it shows that the Force is just so unpredictable and so you know it's not put in a box in any yeah. way. You know what I mean? And to have the Force awakened. I feel it's the safe. Force awakened. Yeah, you know, like that's what how yeah. I felt about the first movie where. Like the force evolved to a new yeah, level yeah. to adapt to something, but or but, whatever. but th- this is the other part of that though. If they so so, though I prefer that. So, okay, so if I'm dealing with the fact that she's Palpatine's granddaughter, got it. Um, I would have preferred if they did that. Then I would have preferred them just keep Palpatine out of the movie, because you don't you can get the same message across without bringing him back. You don't yeah. necessarily need to bring him back to to deal with that idea of her being related to him and how that affects her. Um, you don't need to bring him back, and Kylo Ren can still Steven, be the bad guy. And and Steven, he's not in this movie a he's lot. He's not in the movie a lot, and he the only kind of purpose he has is just to be the thing that they that will help redeem Kylo and help them something for them to fight. But they could have come up. Well, they could have a had pr- a new bad guy in this trilogy, and it not be Palpatine. You know. You know what they you know what they could have done. Uh, they could have brought Snoke back. Make him, make him come back from the dead. It would have been just as believable than than the emperor as the. Well, emperor I mean, is, I, th- I, I think if they would have just made introduced him as Plagueis, which is what everybody wanted in oh. the first place. You want fan yeah. service? There you go. Um, everybody wanted him to be Plagueis, and you know. Well, I think there's maybe there's a Plagueis connection with Palpatine being able to 
come back. Well, there is. Because, as we remember, I mean, he literally recites the same lines that he that he told Anakin back in Reve- back in Revenge of the Sith, where it's like you know the the dark side has powers that could sure. to be unnatural and all that stuff. But the thing is, they don't explain and explain any of that. They don't. They don't no, they don't really. He's tell on you this any damn that. fucking planet. He just says, stuff. and there's all these like <laughs> old like ancient Sith ghosts all around him. Well, well or whatever. The, the cult of the, the the Sith cult members. Well, I don't That's think they're. I, I don't they think were. they're people. I think I think it's the. Oh. I, I thought that they were the ghosts of the Sith, but I don't know. I, oh, I didn't of think previous I they were Sith cult members, like like they they were like running this place while Palpatine. Was, Maybe I don't know. You know I, gone. I, I I wasn't really sure. That's what I'm saying. Nothing, nothing made. Nothing was explained. <laughs> no, really, they, it wasn't. Um, but what we but let's get to some positive things. Yeah, I know really we're really being going mean. down. <laughs> What did you think of the use of Leia in this film? Because as we all know, Carrie Fisher uh, passed away uh, what a year before uh, Last Jedi came out, and she of course could not be in this film. You know, in you know she couldn't act in it because she was gone. But they decided to use unused footage and kind of manipulate it to in- inject her character into this film in certain ways and whatnot. And I think they did the best job with what they had. Yeah. Now. Could they have used her in more interesting ways? Perhaps. I'm not sure how far the technology was or is to put her in the film more, more so. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I I really, it's kind of a shame because you can kind of tell she she would have had a much larger role in this film from what we know. This was going to be the Leia film as the first yeah. film. I, I, I think Leia would have played a lot more yeah. of a mentor role in this movie to Ray. Um, you would have gotten right. a lot more. The thing is, is, is my, I think that they did probably what they could. Um, I do still think that it's obviously limiting. Um, it, right. You can tell. Th- it's very, very you limiting. You can tell yeah. she's saying things that don't necessarily line up line with the situation. Up, like her reactions don't necessarily line up with certain things. And um, they obviously wrote the scenes around what she said. Um, right. So it's it's just very limiting and obviously limiting. So right, and I kind of liked. I liked what they could. What they I did. like what and they uh, right, uh, right from the beginning. What what we understand, uh, Leia was teaching Ray. Uh, what she knew, yeah, how, yeah, she was training her. Yeah, because what we learned in the movie, another spoiler, is that from what fans actually wanted, I, I wanted to see this. Back when I first saw Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi, like back in 1995, I wanted to see this, and we got to see a little bit of it, and that was Luke uh, training Leia yeah, yeah. in the ways of the Force. Leia, and we also learned that Leia has had her own lightsaber, yeah, which I thought was like I, I wasn't expecting yeah. that for a movie that was rather predictable. That was the most unpredictable thing, in my opinion, was seeing that flashback scene. Yeah. Though the, the you, once again the. CGI Leia did not look good to me. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It did not look... Well, they lit it very, very they low. They did, but it still didn't look they great. They lit it low. Like, very, like, <laughs> the lighting was very low to kind of, I guess, hide some of it. From what I understand, I was just seeing an article right beforehand. I think they um, they used Billy Lord, you know, um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, as a stand-in for the... with the CGI. for I guess for the movements yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um and yeah, they lit it low to kind of mask it because they had to de-age. They would have had, had Carrie Fisher lived, and they had shown that scene. They would have had to yeah. de-age them anyways because it was oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. thirty years ago in Star in Star Wars timeline. And I really like that, and it was very interesting how 
how she stopped training because she sensed that her her son would be what was going to happen to her son later on. Yeah, which I thought was very interesting and kind of, you know, I would have liked to known more of that. Yeah, that that that's that is an interesting plot point. Once again, more interesting things that never could be put in the movie. Really get explored. <laughs> never be explored. Um, you know, it's but the yeah. main the main plot of the movie is. It's kind of like a classic Star Wars plot to me. You know, it's a very safe and well, kind safe. Of, it, it, MacGuffin here, safe, MacGuffin there. Uh, yeah, I'm like we're go, like <laughs> we're going on an adventure. We're going planet hopping. We're going, you know, we're trying to find some, find something, which has kind of been sure, always. Sure, it's, it's an it's a classic it, adventure plot. Yeah. yeah, a classic adventure plot. And what it what we, what the plot of the movie really is that we haven't really delved into is that, um, the resistance is kind of once again still on its last legs. <laughs> Although it looks like they've got a lot more people than we had at the end of Last yeah. Jedi, uh, there seem to be a lot more people that have eventually yeah. showed up. Even though, even though Poe says, like, "Oh, you know, nobody showed up," but it looked like there were more people on this planet. That I'm not even sure what the name of the planet they were hiding out yeah. on is. They never say it. It's just another forest planet where they're hiding in a bunch of trees and yeah and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's no real explanation as to that. Um, the uh, there was so. Basically, they have to now find a way. Uh, well, now, they, now that they've heard this or, this, yeah. this video thing, Emperor's back. Yeah, they now are. they need they've heard about the wayfinder, and they got to find the other yes. wayfinder. And so, which which uh, Ray read about in one of Luke's journals, journals that she swiped. He was looking for she he was looking for a way to get at to to find this thing too. So and he never found it. So now they're just going off of his trail. And they go off to a, a, a planet. Her, Poe, and Finn, which Poe and Finn are just buddies and bickering and arguing with each other all the time. Um, yeah, they get intel. They get intel from an informant. That's a really fun like uh, scene with the Millennium Falcon and Chewbacca and uh, Poe and Finn, and they're they have to get this intel from this informant about. And basically, that's how they find out that they're that the Emperor is back. Yeah. They refer to him as Palpatine. Which is really interesting to me, like how they knew that he was Palpatine and not just the Emperor. I guess it's is, something that I, guess, I mean, it's something Leia have might have told him. You know, I, don't know. I guess yeah, yeah. I guess technically she was around at the time, um, although she was just born when Emperor. The thing Palpatine is, is I think mo- you have to assume most of the public doesn't look at him as a Sith. He's known as right. a political figure, Pal- yes. Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah, so. That makes sense. So he's back. They have to go find the wayfinder, and they, they, they decide to go to like where Luke was searching for one, and it happened to be like a uh, a Jedi hunter that he was that he was looking for, and apparently this guy's last known location was on this planet called like Pesana yeah. or something, and they get and they they go there, and there of course it's another desert <laughs> planet. You got to get in the desert. Oh, yeah. There's only certain climates. Um, and yeah, the guy was named, he was a Jedi hunter named Ochi, um, which is an interesting, Something interesting like that, name. Yeah. And, and then they go there and this is where, uh, they find this, this dagger, like in these catacombs and stuff. And there's this big giant monster and all And this is where we like learn that. that she can heal people, things. Is yes, it? the scene where or she heals it? the, the, the big snake thing. Oh Yeah. yeah. Holy this is where, and and and, and, and yeah. if you're, I'm sure every most most of you guys know this. 
at the same just before the, the Rise of Skywalker came out. Yeah, this, this is a spo- this is a spoiler now for the Mandalorian. Yeah, if you haven't so seen, the Mandalorian, haven't seen the Mandalorian, don't listen anymore right here. But the, yeah, if you're not interested in listening seeing the Mandalorian, then listen right yeah. ahead. So Baby Yoda uh, heals can heal things. So right before this came right. out, it's how we were supposed to be able to get eased into this. Um, so so we sneaky force sneaky. healing is 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 a is a is apparently a big thing now, um, which. I'm like I'm like okay I mean it bothers me Stephen because it bothers not that be not that the 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 child in the Mandalorian or Baby Yoda whatever you want to refer to it can do it but the fact that now apparently Jedi can do it in general uh, you know what I mean like it's part of the Force abilities that one can learn that, to do uh, and I'm like where the Jedi has been around for thousands of years and no well, one's been the, doing this the, the logic that I come to is is like look I mean like look somehow. Somehow, Ray was able to learn this ability, right? So she had. She, or did she instinctively? It looks like she she instinctively. Well, did I don't it. know, but the thing is, is there's been other great, powerful Jedi before her that did not know how to do this gift. Uh, Anakin didn't right. know how to do it, obviously, because that's clearly that's, that's what he was trying to do: was find out <laughs> how to save his own family. Um, you know, Yoda never did it that I knew of. Uh, Obi Wan, Mace Windu, Mace Windu like, like nobody knew how to do Mundi, this thing. Sakura, but suddenly, you know, this character can. It's just too many conveniences. It's you know what? It, it, there, there, there's leaps that are made within you this movie. You have to earn like them. I said, with, uh, not earn them, but like, like get to them more organically than them just happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the biggest plot. I the biggest problem I have with this movie is that the screenplay takes leaps. And bounds and just move and moves things to fit an agenda to fit a story that they really want. It's it shows a lot of uh, contrived yeah. issues that I have with the screenplay. The screenplay was it was done by uh, Chris Terrio, and I think with JJ doing the story. Let me look um, because Chris Terrio is he he's an he's an Oscar winning writer, but I don't know if he was necessarily the right person for this film. For this film, from what I understand, the I mean, this is gonna. I don't want to go off on this trail, Stephen. So cut me off when I, I'll I need cut to. you off when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rise of Skywalker had a lot of production issues from the get go. J.J. Abrams wasn't the original, wasn't the original um, director. The screenplay um, is not the original screenplay. Initially, Ke- uh, Colin Trevorrow was brought on. And then he left the project before they even finished the screenplay, before they even had him production or anything like that. They kind of only worked on this movie for the better part of two years before it came out. Like, from what I understand, like, they probably, like, started production in 2017, uh, probably late 2017, and there wasn't a lot of time by the time, from the time J.J. Abrams took over to the time they actually went into production, I don't think there was a lot of time for them to really figure out what this movie was supposed to be. It feels like this screenplay needed a few more Passovers, need, need a few more drafts to really get it tight. You know what I mean? Well, to really refine it. Into, and it and feel, to think about the shit that they were working towards. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they It feels like they were putting so much into it and it, and it wasn't edited down to be you know a much smoother product. Um, product. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like there's just holes in it throughout it and there's there's like, how did we get from here to here? How did we get from here to there? And it just feels like it feels like this movie should have been probably an extra half hour to just straight up three hours long. 
And this brings me to something that came out recently. It's it's a theory. It's it's whatever. We don't really get into theories and whatnot. Apparently, there is there's the, a JJ initial, cut. Like there's a JJ cut. There you go. There's Steve, a cut for everything that people JJ are divisive one. on. <laughs> I mean, and there's this always happens. In for those of you out there who know this already, this will be old hat to you. The movies, the 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 product you see on the cut you see when it gets to the theater or gets to your to your home or whatever, it's already gone through several cuts that were much much longer. You know what I mean? It's kind of like anything. You know, you have you do your first your your rough draft and you edit that down and then you rework it and you edit that down and you yeah. rework it and that's kind of the way movies are. So there's always going to be longer cuts that were out there at some point in time. Sure. Whether whether which cut is the preferred cut from the director is always where things get a little tricky because sometimes the studio wants things their way, sometimes the, the filmmaker wants things their way, sometimes the screenwriter wants things their way. It's a it's a power struggle there. It's a behind the scenes stuff that doesn't really get brought out into the public very often. But now, with the internet being the way it is and just the world being the way it is, that stuff seems to come out more more than it used yeah. to. So perhaps there is a longer cut of this movie out there, an extended cut, a J.J. cut, director's cut, whatever. For me, I think this movie could have benefited from a longer cut because there's so much being thrown into this movie that needs further explanation that we haven't even begun to delve into. And I don't think we'll be able to delve into all of the stuff that this movie needed to really get to get And don't through, get, and, get and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean, but don't give us the whole... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be explained in a book or a comic book. That doesn't matter. That that, gar- that stuff has already happened. <laughs> that stuff's already started to come out. Um, one of the things in this movie is we meet other we meet other new characters, and I'm like, this is a third movie trying to end a franchise, and we're introducing brand new characters. Yeah, I, I did not understand. Like I did not understand time. that at all. Like it, like these characters could be cool, they could be awesome, but I don't know anything about them because I just met them 5 minutes ago. Yeah, they're supposed you know to I mean? be help us understand some of the characters we already have a little bit more like there's a Curry Russell's character who which we never see oh. her face. Um Yeah, what was her name was Zori, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and she's she she knew Poe from back in the day. She apparently was yeah, a Zori spi- she helped Spice yeah. run with him. Um yeah, we learned that he's a spice so, sud- so suddenly like, Poe wasn't as much of a stand-up guy as we expected him to be. But I, but for example, like stuff like that, I don't really think I need to I need to learn about in a third movie. Yeah, that's like you know stuff I mean? you learn in, in the first two movies. In the first movie, yeah, in the first two movies, or honestly, that's stuff you can put in a canon. Um, yeah, like in a comic book or a book, like I like because it because they just like um, the way they approach that that type of information. It feels so anecdotal. Yeah. Like it really doesn't, it doesn't for me it have a big impact on the character at this we, point we, in time because we have to be focused in on well, the, the thing main is, is threat, if they, the main overarching. If story. they'd have done their job right in the first two movies, if they'd have had a plan, we wouldn't need to really need to learn much about our characters by this point. It's about well, what we is, need to do to 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 yeah. to you know push our characters and not about learning more about their past. In the third in movie, the in the third <laughs> film, we we really don't need character backstory coming out to flesh out their yeah. characters. We should be concentrating on their present actions and how their present actions dictate their yeah. characters. You know what I mean? I think the the even they kind of concentrated on that with Finn more so than diving into his past because we know what his past was from the first yeah. movie. They that the the that they pluck out like they take kids and they basically just draft them into being a uh, resi- um 
of first order uh, troopers yeah. and whatnot. We know that or we and, know and, that and already. They, and they introduced a new character that had the same history. Had the same history, but it's like we don't have time to get into her story. We don't have time to understand where she's from or how. All we so all her, we really know is like how that um, impact. You know how how does that impact? Um, Finn's character knowing that there were other stormtroopers who decided to I mean, quit. So, so basically, I mean? she's only created to help Finn feel like he's not alone. That's right, which is kind, of, which is cool, which is which is really good. good. But it, it kind of it still means that her character's only is only there to pl- push up Finn and not to stand yeah. on her own. Right, and but what is crazy to me is that that was the character whose character whose name is. Uh, what was her name? Jaina? No. Let me look. Um, no, I want to look up her name, the the actor, uh, the character's name, because uh, yeah, it was Jaina. J A N A, J A N N A H. So Jaina, uh, portrayed by Naomi Aki. Yeah, Aki is she was supposed to be Lando Calrissian's daughter, and you we had no hint at that throughout this movie. Uh, what we learned is that apparently in the visual dictionary that comes out for all these films, that she's Lando's long-lost daughter. Like, uh, at one point, Lando, like, his child was stolen from him, and he never well, was able to uh, find well, her. And I'll I'm be like, honest with you, I didn't, I didn't really info. know that. Uh, yeah, 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 I didn't know that. Out, uh, and, and now that I know it, it just bothers me. Because, once again, because we have to the, be related who, to somebody. Somebody has to be related to somebody. Well, not only that, but like they have a really like awkward. Oh my god! That's... Like talk at the end of the uh... that has no, like, I've no, it, there's no structure, there's no background there other than these two characters. It, honestly, for the first that time. scene came off to me as him hitting on her. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, and it, it, you know what? I was thinking that same thing, but no, I guess he he was like, "Hey, I want to help you know you. I want to help you find your that, your or he already or knows it's like his that. daughter, and he's." Or they could have just, I mean, it, it, just write it straight up, man. Where, what are you hiding? Just say, she was like, oh, you, you know, you have no one to celebrate with. And he's like, and she's like, no, I don't have anybody. You know what? Let you know, we, I'll help you find your family. Or yeah. you know what? Or you know what? I'll be your friend. Or something like it, that. Either way, know. it comes off, something it simple. Came off creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, Billy D. Williams is one smooth, smooth yeah. dude. Lando Calrissian's always been smooth. I like, I do like that they brought him back. Finally, I, 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 I do like that. Up. Yeah, I do like that they brought him back. I, I wish it would have been. going to show up in the other. Movies. It wouldn't have been so, you know, meaningless almost. <laughs> well, not only that, but it was just kind of a plot device. Like they meet him out in Paisana, and apparently he's like, "Yeah, who do you think came here with Luke Skywalker?" I was with him years ago. It was yeah, me. Yeah, it's me. And it's like, it's like, did you stay here this whole time, or you just like? I've been waiting on you guys. Here? I think, I think what <laughs> happened is that, like, I think like Leia called him or something. I forgot with like, one passing thing, um, and it's stuff like that that kind of bond. But positives, we got to go back to positives. Yeah, I don't, we're having a hard time finding positives. Uh, um. <laughs> It's a fun movie to watch. It's entertaining as there's hell. There's some great action that. scenes. Um, some great even action on this scenes. planet, there's a you know desert scene where the you know. Oh yeah, well back on Pesano yeah. when um, um, uh, the the Tie Fighter scene that's actually in the trailer when we get to actually see it fully happen, I thought it was a yeah, dope scene, yeah. where um Kylo Ren is flying at her in his Tie Fighter, and she he does that awesome kick ass flip and cuts the wing yeah. off and it and explodes and he just crawls out of the. Yeah, and then this leads us to one of our first uh, real big uh, instances of the Force being showing how powerful these two are. Um, where right. they both, she's able to stop a transport ship in midair. Um, 
<laughs> which man like it was a struggle for Yoda to do it in Empire Strikes Back that's when you get a lot of, I mean a lot of our Star Wars like nitpicky stuff is kind of kicking in but man if you but this stuff this stuff is not e it's, it's, not, it's difficult not supposed to be to that easy right. you know what I mean that's the problem I have is like this stuff you're this, making this the force stuff is not difficult. you're making it seem like the force doesn't matter when you make it so easy for these people to be able to wield it it's like it's a superpower like she's a superhero not only that, not only that but you can write a different scenario where that this doesn't have to be the scenario you wrote you just wrote it because you want her to be more powerful you want her to be powerful you could have wrote a different scene that shows that shows that she's and the powerful, thing is, but is, not in this the, way. It feels like and I said, the, and the thing like is, the is the easier the easier they rewrites. make it for her, the more less interesting she becomes. Right, because there's, there's no struggle. Point, she, there's no struggle. She just becomes invincible. Yeah, there's no struggle. It's like it's like what people say well, about Superman. People have a hard time making a good Superman movie because he has all these powers and he's like almost invincible. You know, like. Right. So I mean, well, this le- yeah, well, this leads us. Uh, well, they, there's a big well, dramatic thing where they think that she killed. She thought she yeah, killed Chewbacca. Yeah, because Chewie got Chewie got captured. Yeah, and by the Knights of Ren, who are just the like, most useless just, fucking yeah. characters ever. They were the coolest. You know they were the coolest thing that we thought we were gonna get from Force Awakens. We were like, oh shit, I can't wait to see the fucking Knights of Ren. And then now they're like basically goddamn, you know, Muppets. You know, they go around and they're like, oh, 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 and they fucking get, <laughs> they, don't they have all get lines. killed by Kylo Ren in one scene. In the, in the end, you know what's crazy is that uh, Ryan Johnson, like, they asked him why he didn't use them. He's like, because I, I didn't know how to use them. And I didn't want to just use them, and I didn't want to just use them in a scene where they would be meaningless. Yeah. And JJ used them in a very meaningless <laughs> way. Like, he said, like, uh, like I guess one of his, one of Johnson's ideas was to have uh, the the Knights of Ren in that that throne room sure. scene, where Rey and uh, Kylo fight all the Praetorian guards and said they'd be fighting the Knights. And of Then he'd have to kill them all. But he was like, then he'd have to kill them all. And be like they they would just be a waste of yeah. waste of being there, and they ended up being a waste anyway. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. So they they t- they captured well, Chewie. Well, with that with that we, Rey's, we another... basically. Ray accidentally blows yeah. up the ship, and she thinks Chewie. Yeah, dies. when she uses it, she, she 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 it's our first sign of her, our first tie-in to her being Palpatine's granddaughter, which is which shoots are, force yeah, lightning and blows up the ship. Which, yeah. and you had a very very a very angry. Yeah, take I have an angry take on this because to me, force lightning is not an inherent thing to just Emperor Palp- Palpatine. It's 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 right. a dark force. It's a dark force ability that any dark force user could learn. Just like, you know, being becoming a force ghost is something that you can from the light side that you, you learn. can you can you yeah. can learn to do that. But um, become one with the force. But somehow they I feel like that they use that ability to be like, oh, Palpatine. That was just my take because the thing is, is Ray. The reason I say that is because Ray is supposed to be inherently good. You know, and of course, in that moment, mm-hmm. she was she was pushing herself, um, but it doesn't right. mean that she suddenly can use force lightning. It's a dark side ability, um, and you're breaking yeah. the rules there. That to me, that's breaking the rules. Not even breaking the rules. It's just it doesn't feel. It doesn't organic, feel organic like to me. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. It's something that's yet again written to be. You know, it's written because they because she has because she has to do something yet again. Or let me ask you. you could have written it a different let me, way. Let me let me backpedal just a tad though. Interesting okay. idea came to my mind. <clears throat> if this is if this actually is what happened, then it then that makes me feel better about it. Wonder wonder I wonder if because of Kylo and her 
her transference through the force, maybe he did it through her. You, you oh. think that that's maybe possible? It is possible. Maybe he did it through her. It's possible because of their connection. Yeah. But the thing is, we've never well, seen we've him never do seen him. We don't sure, we've never seen him do it. it. But we mm. know that Kylo's. It's happened to him in in last in Last Jedi. Uh, Snoke shot him with Force lightning. So mm, okay, we, we yeah, know that he's yeah. he's seen it. He knows maybe he learned it through him. You know, like so we know that that's possible. But still, once right. again, yeah, he's never used it. But that that would make more sense to me that maybe he used her as a conduit to use the Force Lightning to blow up the thing because of their Force connection. Um, so that makes me feel better about it if that's what actually happened. But to me, the movie came off as that, oh, that's our connection, her connection, her connection to Palpatine, you know, which is Question bullshit, I have. So. When you saw that ship explode, did you actually think Chewbacca was well, dead? Well, I didn't think he was dead but the first time I saw it, I didn't realize that it was bullshit because the second time <laughs> I saw it, there is obviously a second transport ship. It's there. <coughs> right. It was too obvious the second time. Cause you've seen the movie. You've seen the movie more than uh, once. Yeah, I've, I've seen it seen twice. It yeah. One time I saw that like the day it came out. So my, my memory of like those types of details are very, very, funny. I didn't think they were going to kill off Chewie. I was like, there's no way this fucking safe ass movie is going to kill Chewie. It w- <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's the exact same yeah. thing I thought. I was like, I mean, it would have been bold. It would have been. It would have been seriously. Oh yeah. Um, ex- not experimental, but it would have been bold. I mean, it been personally, like, oh, there are some. Personally, I wouldn't have liked it. Here. I wouldn't have liked that. But it would have definitely yeah, been I don't bold. Want to see Chewie die? Damn. Who wants to see Chewie? Yeah, die? no, right. Out of all the characters who needs to die, it needs to be C three PO. Well, Blow that motherfucker! They 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 soft they soft killed him and then brought him. I'm back using air quotes yeah. that you guys can't yeah. see because they wiped Which, his memory and and then they did the same thing they did with Chewbacca where they like re up they re uploaded his memory. Yeah, well, let, let me say so this: go if we move, so we go back forward to the Carrie Russell character in that that whole scene where they go to this planet to to to, oh, yeah. to, to, to get this information from C-3PO, which he yeah, apparently got, can't, found he can't tell them the information they they because they... he can't speak Sith because it's against his protocol. Uh. <laughs> Who knew that was yeah, built know, right? in this whole time? I mean, Anakin Skywalker, when he built him, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I guess yeah. at some point maybe they yeah. threw that in there. I don't know, but... But um, well, we have to remember that the, yeah, the best character like in his the mind was wiped. Yeah, the best character in the in this new movie is Bob Babu Frick. Babu Frick. <laughs> He's the little alien thingy that's working on C three PO. He is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's like, yeah, of all the, yeah, apparently he's like a, like a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, but he's, he's pretty funny. He's pretty, uh, interesting. So in order for him to get, in order for C-3PO to learn how to do it, he's got to get his mind wiped to, to read the dagger. They have to basically do kind of reset, a reset kind of thing that wipes right. his it's memory. Like yeah, and then he's able to read out the Sith stuff that he, so they, they do it and then, and it wipes him and he reads out what, you know, where the location of this other wayfinder, uh, the, uh, planet is because because it was on the dagger he read the dagger yeah, yeah and this whole time like kylo and the knights of ren are still hunting hunting them yeah and while he's down there looking for them they're able to infiltrate the star destroyer and or ray is like ray, ray is because and they're doing it because they need to they need to get chewbacca n- yeah no the, no yeah, the reason they go to the death st- they go on on uh they go. Uh, they're on that planet, and they get the information from C three PO, and then after that, right. they realize that they're 
you know, that they're there. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. so they, she fought, she, when she is about to leave that uh, basement, she feels that Chewbacca is still alive. Um, so then they know that they need to get on the ship. Carrie Russell gives away this pass that apparently was going to get her off the planet, <laughs> but she decides to give it to them because, you know, whatever. Cause she just shows back yeah, up but- later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. What is interesting is that at one point that whole planet's destroyed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they they oh, use one of them. Uh, Steven, big. Apparently, like they could just buy this stuff like at Star Wars, like Home Depot or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like your local, uh, your local mass planet destruction, yeah. uh, stores yeah. in in Star Wars because apparently you can just have like Death Star weapon capability. Well, the Emperor, now, you know, her his minions or whatever were just working for thirty years building all this shit. Oh my god. See apparently they must have the best workforce ever, I've ever yeah. seen. Because they were building what did they build like thousands, thousands of, these of these fucking Star ships. Destroyers. And I'm like, where do they get the material for this? <laughs> it doesn't it was like was this stashed here the whole time? My guess is it was probably made like during let's not even go into it because who gives a shit because we didn't learn it in the movie um (laughs) yeah like i I might get i was gonna say my guess don't try to rationalize it it while he was the emperor like they didn't just start making it the day the emperor sure died or whatever Whatever. you know they must that stuff must have been stashed there for way before that who cares so they go on the star (laughs) destroyer and and you know and they just start you know um i was gonna say they just they just kind of it seems a little too easy for me, <laughs> the way they're able to get through the Star Destroyer. Well, I mean, they have this like, new they have this new robot that they found that's like a damn oh, guy, is like yeah. a damn megaphone on wheels. And uh, yeah, he's cute. Though. Yeah, he's cute. Definitely, he's like a uh, hi, and then he like goes up to him. He's like, nah, no, 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 I don't want that. No, no, pro- no. Uh, so yeah, he's cute. You know, no, no, nice little droid. So apparently, he didn't he have he, he's able to do something to be able to make it easy for them. I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. But um, but anyway, but they're, they're they're to rescue Chewbacca, like I said. But this is they where they Ray run through the ship out. and just shoot everybody and, and easily get in there. Yeah, but like they're running down corridors and they're not even ducking behind stuff. They're just like it's like running in like blasting. People yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like poor core, poor core, but shooting <laughs> shooting stormtroopers. And I understand by this point, I guess they're super bad and whatnot. But still. Man, lasers are lasers fire straight. That's why it didn't make sense why stormtroopers were never able to hit anything. Yeah. But I guess but, they're even worse. And the first order troopers are worse yeah. now. So that's where. But Kylo like, runs on the planet, where, and he, they're looking for everybody. And then, but this is where Ray finds out that she's a Palpatine. Yeah, and this is where we get all that backstory. Remember that? Remember those that uh, that flashback that we saw in Force Awakens, connecting back to that, where we learn about the fate of. Ray's, you know, Ray's parents. We learned that you know her well, father she, was Well, she doesn't the learn about her being Palpatine. a Palpatine in this particular scene. It's a la- little she bit does? later when they're on the Star Destroyer, like out in the main area. Like first, they, remember, well, yeah. remember, well, remember, no, I mean, remember, like, while, remember, she goes. While they were on the Star Destroyer. Remember, I'm skipping ahead. Well, remember, she goes up in the damn his 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 quarters and finds that room where she has that dark force moment where she sees herself right. as a dark sider with the, which you saw in the trailer. With the double light, which everybody was like, "Oh man, she's gonna, she's gonna like, it's gonna be a dark like Ray." Yeah, Ray's gonna turn dark, dark and blah blah blah. So then she comes out of that, and then Kylo. This is when Turned they have a force a connection, shocker. and then he's like, "Where are you at?" And you know, and then he, he knocks her. <laughs> he literally, yeah, says yeah, that. and then and, and then like <laughs> she knocks he over the helmet, that, but... the Darth Vader helmet, and then he's like, "Oh, you're in my quarters." So then she, you know, that then then that's when they converge. 
Well, don't they have like a cool like mind? They do have a mind fight. <laughs> Star Wars Force uh, Transference mind fight. Lightsaber fight. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie there. That's pretty Yeah, the cool. Force Transference but, stuff is pretty cool. I, I like that. Uh, but then that's when they finally meet in the in the hangar, and then that's when you find out the whole you know, you know you're a Palpatine, you know, and then. Well, that's when yeah you find out that her father was, um. Her father was the son of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, but yeah. I just said son of Emperor Palpatine, and then, and like I guess, uh, he he want like they were being hunted or something. They were being well, they hunted were hunted by OG. being hunted by the Jedi the, the Jedi dude right the the guy that was on the yeah. Oh, yeah, the the Jedi yeah. hunter Ochi, yeah. and and we learned that I think yeah her parents were executed I assume, yeah. but they, that's why they they let they left her on Jakku, but there's the weird like the flashback scene like, like doesn't her mother say like oh yeah she's not on Jakku or something ridiculous like that uh, I'm not like, sure, maybe the guy should go back and check on Jakku, <laughs> um, but that's where he he she's left on we learn why she's left on Jakku and all that kind of stuff. And she learned she's a Palpatine, which is should be a soul crushing thing. I mean, when Luke found out that Darth Vader was his father, you know, he was pretty, pretty distraught about yeah. it. And she doesn't seem to take it too too hard. <laughs> she, she, she keeps it. She, inside. she has a scene where she's upset, obviously, but there's too much to do. She can't feel it right now. Um, and, you know, because because uh, uh, Finn comes up to her and tries to ask him about it, and, and she she she's just like, "You ain't gonna understand. You know, you're not gonna blah blah blah." And, and that's when they go to this. Uh, uh, you want to get to like one of the one of the most obvious reveals in the whole movie, where there, apparently there was this spy within the first order that was giving oh, information yeah. to the resistance. And well, that's how they General get away. Hux. That's it. Yeah, that's how they get away. Yeah. And that's how and that's how they get away is he like shoots like a bunch of stormtroopers. And then he's like, you know, shoot me. You got to make it look like a look like yeah, Donald Gleason, scary Hux. Yeah, Donald Gleason. And then I yeah, I think. Does Poe shoot him or Finn shoot him like in uh Finn like shoots in the him in the shoot, Finn shoots him in the leg. Yeah. Yeah. And then um he well I mean, it's not even worth saying, but he ends up getting killed well, anyway. And then and then the uh, what's his what's the actor's name? Um Oh, he's a he's great, great actor. Um, um I'm gonna look it up while you make noise. Oh, Richard yeah, e. Richard Grant. E. Grant's He's called General Pride. Yeah, yeah. He's a new character. actually of all the new characters, he's probably, probably the, the best one. Yeah. Um yeah. And so and apparently he's been working with uh, Palpatine since for a while. So they, they they've known each yeah. other for a while. Whatever, who cares? Does it really matter? Because we don't learn anything about him. Um. <laughs> no, other than the fact that he's a badass. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. So yeah, he just shoots. He just, he's suspicious of Hux, and he just shoots him. Um, and then uh, doesn't even it doesn't even question. Yeah, he didn't question. Like, yeah, he's you're like, the, fuck. Yeah, you're the spy. <laughs> fuck yeah, you're the yeah. spy. <laughs> um, Oh, so man, yeah, man. this movie. We I guess we really don't like this movie. Uh, I do. What's crazy is that I we actually, have all these I, complaints, actually, but we did enjoy it. It's what's crazy, which is kind of weird to me. I enjoyed it because it's a fun, it is a fun roller coaster movie. ride. It is fun. But as but like a roller coaster ride, you know, you're on it just for the just for the the thrill. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on it just for the just for the just for the cheap thrill yeah. of it. There's not a lot of meat on this bone. If they use that, this analogy. bone has some flavor. But it's like, it, yeah, the no it's not, meat. It's not, meat. it's not thick. It's not like thick it's and mushy bone. And, and like you can't really get down there into it. It's kind of like a, like a spare rib it's got versus bone like a real meaty rib. <laughs> yeah, boy, I didn't go yeah, that geez. dark. Uh, <laughs> damn. But uh, but yeah, it, so they they had they had anywho, off and uh, I guess I mean I guess they know they they have the wayfinder right they. Well, they've got the they've got the dagger. And and they don't have no the no no they go to the, pla- the they go to Endor 
this is where they go to Endor because that's where the yeah that's where the, that's where yeah, that's where they, the uh it tells them to go because that's where the old Death Star is. Yeah, it's a but it's it's a it's a, like a an ocean moon of Endor. There's a specific name for it. I completely forgot. Um, they only mention it like once, but there's a forest moon of Endor where the Ewoks are, which we saw in Return of the Jedi, and but now there's an ocean moon of Endor. Again, you know, planets can have multiple moons. The um the Earth doesn't, but the other planets do. So they do, but it's it's so they got so, it's very contrived. Yeah, yeah, it is. So they this is where we meet. This is where we meet Jaina and the other stormtroopers who had who had uh you know you know defected if you will, yeah. and this is where you know there's the Death Star remnants. Which is really cool. And, and let, let me go cool ahead and make. fix something that I said. I I I, I messed up. I, I I said that that whole scene where she sees the dark, that's in this scene. I I got confused. The scene where she sees the dark side of her is in this scene. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. When she goes. Yeah. To, I, I confused like, myself. We, we, it's cool because I mean you want to talk nostalgia and fan service. Yeah. We're literally going back to the de- the second Death Star. You see the throne room that's in shambles. Yeah. You see like all kinds of like things that you've remember seeing from Return yeah. of the Jedi and while I was watching I was getting flashbacks of, you know that that scene I was really surprised there wasn't like a force flashback of what happened at the end of Return of the Jedi and Rey was seeing it yeah. or something cool like something to really you know thrust in the importance of this specific area and the reason why you know she's here and why she's going to be you know influenced or like kind of try to be seduced by the dark side and all that kind of stuff because for all the negative things we've said, you know, at this point she is, she has to resist, um, like Luke had to resist. You know, what I mean, there's that connection there. They had to, you have to resist um, the dark side, the dark path that is kind of embedded in you because of your lineage. Yeah. And like Steven said earlier, this whole movie is kind of bucking the idea that you have but to the, go down but, but, a certain path because of what your family well, the is, thing is, is, because of the, what's expected the, the thing of is, you. Is, <sighs> Like, I guess you could, I could say that this is kind of a knock on Luke Skywalker himself. You know, well, I guess you'd say it's a knock mostly against Ray because she didn't really even have parents. Like, she barely grew up with parents. So it's like, you can't really, like, her being, her choosing to decide to be bad at this point doesn't seem, doesn't really fall in line because you're like, she, her saying, "Oh well, my family's bad. I should be bad too." Doesn't make sense. There's no, you, you never met your family, your real family, so it can't affect right. you. Well, that does lead us to what happens at the very end of the film, which I think a lot of people didn't like, but I actually found it to be very reinforcing of the the, the thematic depth that we were just talking about, or what you're talking about. This idea that she never knew her, she never knew her family as the evil Palpatines, sure. yeah. but she's, but she knew the Skywalkers, yeah. or she interacted with them family, enough. Family to... is more than blood. Yeah, yeah, right. But but that, but yeah. But in that scene, things, she yeah. she sees the dark side of herself, and then <clears throat> she finds the wayfinder, and Kylo Ren's there. That's where she finds them. Yeah, and they have a. I tell you, the the one thing that I really do love about this movie from a filmmaking perspective is when it comes to Star Wars, especially in this sequel trilogy, they the films look fantastic. Yeah. Like they do, like they look stunning. This whole sequence with the ocean and where they're fighting on like these these like I don't know like broken ships and broken things in the in the water is really fantastic it's kind of a um 
it's 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 a mirror image or a mirror feeling of what happened on Mustafar. Yeah. You know, volcano planet, ocean planet. You know, uh, light side versus dark side. Uh, you know, two characters who have a, a connection with one another, a personal connection with one another. Yeah. Um, now, very interesting. And then once again, this is another moment where it, it kind of, in retrospect, just this is kind of weird. Uh, so at this mm-hmm. point, uh, I guess Leia decides that she she feels that. Uh, ben, she needs to help. Ben fi- needs to, he needs to contact Ben and 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 really co- you know try to bring him in you know reel him in and at the, and it seems to that is convenient that at, at this moment she's about to kill Ray. <laughs> he's about to kill. Well, he's about to kill Ray. That, what we've learned is that I think uh, Leia is very very force sensitive and she's able to connect like from far sure, away. Sure. I think she understands. She knows what's happening. I mean, there's even an, an intercut scene where like. You see Leia walking away, and two characters just, uh, you know, saying like, "Oh, she, she knows what she must do. She must sacrifice herself." Yeah. Well, so, um, so and that's yeah. how they end up uh, finally kind of, um, not killing. Well, she reaches out to Leia she reaches off? out to Kylo and mm-hmm. kind of stops him, and then you know, then Ray takes advantage of the moment and then kills and would have ki- would have ki- would have killed him. Uh, yeah, stabs take yeah has his lightsaber and stabs him and. I, I always I kind of regret I don't know if this ended up on the cutting room floor or if they just didn't have time to do it or if they just didn't have time to render it. I would love to have seen an interaction between uh, Leia and Kylo. Yeah. I don't know if that would have that may have probably would have originally happened and had Carrie Fisher lived. That would have been a very powerful powerful yeah. thing that I think the film could have needed. Yeah, there was never really a moment where they actually spoke to each other in any of the movies. No, there was just the, there's that moment in Last Jedi where he blows up the shit her where where she is and he hesitates because yeah. he feels he feels his mother. And I felt like that that familial mother-son connection was something they were really going to yeah. use and they just didn't, they couldn't do they it. They just yeah. couldn't. They couldn't do they, it. They, they just, didn't have the material. You know, I mean, and they didn't want to. I guess they didn't want to use body doubles or yeah. use, you know, CGI made characters to honor Carrie Fisher and all that kind of stuff, which we, we've talked about before. And and she, and so Ray stabs Kylo, and then you, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, this, this is how Kylo dies. Yeah. But no, no, she. We set it up earlier. Him, force heals him. <laughs> set it up earlier. Pay, set up and pay off. Set and pay off. Alley oop, slam yeah. dunk. And and here we are. And for me. I really liked that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what this has done in metaphorically, J.J. Abrams doesn't go too deep when it comes to metaphors and stuff like that. He's not that really that type of director, but I think he really made some strides here where the idea that Kylo Ren is now dead, but Ben Solo is reemerged yeah. or he's survived. And and I really liked that that concept she, or idea well, the, the, that you have to kill you have to kill off the bad part of you, so the good well, part. Well, I mean, of you he can says live. it himself. You have to let the past die in the last movie. He really, and he has he really to. He did. literally. Well, it's not even his real. Well, it's, they, it's his. Well, it's, wanted, his it's his lineage's past. Um, well, yeah. What is interesting is that he he was trying. You saw it in Force Awakens. You saw it in Last Jedi. You saw it even in this film. He's, he kept pushing down his past self. His ben, you know Ben Solo. Yeah. He kept like trying to. Or like just suppress it so much so that he could be Kylo yeah. Ren, but he he was constantly battling yeah. it, and we th- and we thought that he had finally kind of defeated it in Last Jedi, especially towards the end when he asks Ray to follow to follow him, but 
Ben Solo character reemerges because, you know, metaphorically, the Kylo Ren character gets defeated and dies. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. I also, I really liked what happened next with um, Han Solo memory. Yes, Han Solo memory Those, scene was probably the most emotional scene of the movie. I, I'll tell you, Stephen, like I said earlier, I, I thought, what did I say earlier when uh, something I wasn't expecting? Oh, the flashback with Luke training Leia. I wasn't expecting uh, Harrison Ford to I show back I did not think he movie. would ever come back for another Star Wars movie. I didn't think I thought he would. I thought he was dead, and gone forever. Um, but he must have got a nice check or Probably. something to come back, um, because he was. It was a very powerful, powerful scene. I would have. And this is something I've said. I love the scene. What have What would have been more powerful to me would have been Anakin Skywalker, because he wanted to be Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. So he wanted to be Darth Vader so bad that he had this manipulative thought that because of you know how why he was when he was being mentally manipulated by Snoke or Palpatine yeah. whichever you want to believe that you know Darth Vader was what he wanted to become and wanted to emulate but I would love to have seen Anakin Skywalker come to him and say and tell him how wrong he was how wrong Anakin Skywalker was in and what his decisions were, and how he was duped, like like his grandson was duped well, into going down the dark I, I, side. I th- it would have been a nice way to connect the the, um, the 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 whole thing as a whole, as opposed to just having Han Solo do it. But it also, but then, but the having Han Solo well, do it connects it back to Force Awakens because they kind of just mirror do the same scene from Force Awakens. I, I get that idea. I think that that's an interesting idea. But I think maybe in that moment, that would have been a little too late. I think that right. scene would have worked better. Something like that where he meets with Kanakin would work better when he's still a lot more conflicted. I think in this oh, moment okay. he's a lot he's 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 definitely I think you know the fact that Ray put some of her force herself inside of him it's also part of why he has changed that the mm. light is brought being brought back into him but also his right. of course his connection with his mother is part of that too. Um but I, I, I think that, that, that doing Anakin in that scene might have been a little bit too much, too late for that. It would have been nice maybe at the end of the movie, or maybe before he died, that he looked over and saw... Yeah, we'll get, we'll maybe he that. looked over her shoulder as he was about to die and saw Anakin's Force Ghost. Like, it's okay. Well, I'll, get, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something I really wish they had done. And from what I heard that they had planned on doing, but apparently didn't yeah. happen. Um, so... I mean, so this, yeah, from from there, from there, Ray takes Kylo's ship like an asshole yeah. and just takes it. Leaves <laughs> I know, him just leaves him stranded. Yeah, just leaves him stranded. Sucker. Takes his ship. Like, Fuck you. Bye. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she she runs off to the, the to, you know because everything happens so fast. She's already on her. She's yeah, running what, all the way to the to the whatever the Sith planet's called, Exhalal, whatever it's called. But no, she ends up on Octo because doesn't the. Um, the wayfinder get like destroyed or lost. Oh or yeah, something? it does get destroyed, but he has one. So no, but he has one. He has the coordinates to the place. Well, he yeah, has he a wayfinder now, in his ship. That's how she knows how to get there. No, but she goes to uh, no. She gets another wayfinder on Octo that Luke had like in in one of his caves in one of his huts. No, remember? that's not what happens. He 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 mm-hmm. takes. He has one already. Um, what happened? Because what's the point of Luke looking for one if he? Already had one. Oh, it is from Kylo. Yeah, it's from Kylo's okay, ship. Yeah. yeah, he he. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. She what, she, uh, she leaves. Right. What she finds there is she finds Leia's lightsaber. Well, she leaves and she goes and yeah. she's trying to. She's she's all upset. Yet. She dest- she's destroying the ship. She's like, I'm, I'm fucking done. 
And then uh, yeah, she goes to th- yeah, she's it's a huge bonfire. She's having one yeah, yeah. And then she throws the lightsaber, <laughs> and it's supposed to be just like from Luke Force Awakens, it. shadowing for, uh, um, shadowing Last Jedi. I mean, and then Luke's Force Ghost catches the lightsaber. It's like a Jedi's weapon shouldn't be should be treated with more respect. Wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah, people. The thing is, people thought that whole scene was just that, picking on Last Jedi, shitting on. But to be honest, by the time Last Jedi ended. Luke oh, no, no, it makes sense. of his ways. Yeah. So everybody, I guess, has amnesia. No, 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 it makes sense. I, I, mean, that, I didn't find that to be a dig, a dig at Last Jedi. Well, I mean, but you know the way the internet is. Yeah. They take that, something like that, and they run with it yeah. like a like the Olympic no. torch. No, the scene makes sense. It's good. It's a good scene. Um, I do think the Force Ghost Luke looks a little weird. I don't know what they did with the CGI. I think it looks a little weird. Uh, oh, but that's okay. just me. Um, but... Um, He's very blue. Yeah, like, I don't know. Blue. It's just a little bit too blue. I don't know Blow-y. what it is. But um, so they have a whole scene. She, you know, he ex- he explains how, you know, that the things that he did was a mistake, and you know, explain. Yeah, his his fear ended up getting him, getting yeah. to him, and you know, living here on this island was a mistake. And and people, like I said, think that that's a shot at what Ryan Johnson did. No, I think it's. It's it's it's, it's affirming expo- what he did in that movie. Yeah, Ryan Johnson didn't like like say like oh yeah this is the way Luke Skywalker should be he should be living on this island you know like hating himself no, no he exposed the, how like how he made wrong Luke that was. Skywalker more human yeah right. I mean he's not he, just he some showed... just some laser sword wheeling you know hero you know hero like he had he had faults and he had doubts and he had fear that got the best of him. And it was, and in the end, he had to over, re-overcome that yeah. fear and those self-doubt in order to do something heroic. And that's kind of what Ray has to do now, because Ray has self-doubt. She just learned that she's a, he's a freaking Palpatine. You know, someone that I guess she's aware of how evil he is. I mean, she. <laughs> I he guess. hasn't really been around for. Like, she saw 30 some years. some old movies. <laughs> I guess. I guess on Jakku they had one hell of an, uh, an archive. Yeah, I guess. On on Palpatine, um, but. She she takes uh, lo and behold she takes she gets re re um, invigorated she decides to go to Exegol using the wayfinder that's on Kylo's X uh, Tie Fighter like you said get but she gets in his X wing yeah yeah Luke has uh, this Luke's whole X-wing scene where he raises kind of, it kind of it, it recalls back to Empire Strikes yeah. Back where the ship is brought out of the water from Yoda um, but he's able to do it as a as, force yeah, ghost so, which is yeah. interesting. Um, and apparently it's still in working order. Yeah. Who knows? The things. The water does not erode X wings. Apparently, <laughs> apparently those things. Those things are built to last. Um, so she goes there, and this is where we get to our epic climax of the film, which is kind of crazy. It's it falls out crazy. <laughs> it's like goddamn will. Harry Potter or something. That's what it reminded me of. It's like the end of Harry Potter, really? Deathly Hollows, where there's like, you know, two wands you know, and their energies meet in the middle, and it's like. You know, and then somebody's gonna have to, you know, die by the end of it. Yeah. Um, wow, that that I never actually thought of that. Um, so, th- so the resistance decides, you know, they're gonna if they're gonna go down, they're gonna go down fighting, like I guess all hero heroes do. But they're gonna send out like Lando to get some help. Well, they don't. You, you uh, don't see him. They don't see. You know, they don't say it. You know, he just goes. He just no, happens. I guess that's the assumption. And then, so of course, you know, rousing speeches, rousing speeches. You know, Finn is now. What I really liked about Finn's character arc is you see how he goes from reluctant, reluctant hero, fearful hero, scared hero to now a leader in the in the final sure. in the final climax of this film. People like, I mean, I'm gonna stick this in here, and I know it's 
maybe going to piss people off. People didn't like his character in Last Jedi. They thought he was a waste. Ah, uh, he had, they the, he he had was... one of the only great arcs of the movie to me. Well, not to me. Well, to me, um, not only that, but they're they're like, oh, like they they felt like he w- he regressed in Last Jedi, specifically at the beginning when he was about to you know jump ship literally, and Rose Tycho stops him, and Ro- and and the, we'll get to that in, in a second. But for me, I want to say this because I've been wanting to say this for a while. The only reason why I think Finn fought courageously in first in uh, Rise of Sky and um, what I'm looking for and um, Force Awakens is because of his love and his affection and his friendship with Rey. At the end of that movie, he's still fearful as hell. Yeah. He's a reluctant hero, just kind of throwing himself in there because he wants to save his friends. And it ta- and then at the beginning of Last Jedi. His friend, who he was fighting for, is not there, so he's not fighting for her. If anything, he's leaving to go find well, her. Well, he's le- he's leaving he to, to to stray her away from where they're at. Yeah, yeah he's got he's, he's got that beacon. Kind of, he's got that beacon to find her and to save her and, and to keep her away from out of harm's yeah. way. So he's fighting for Ray, and it takes him going on that adventure with Rose to realize that there's there's more worth fighting for than just a fight for one person. Yeah. You're fighting for you know you know good you're fighting for hope you're fighting for fighting for the, the galaxy, future man. all that kind of stuff yeah. you're fighting for the future of you know you know not humanity but you know what i mean you know you're fighting for things bigger than yourself and bigger for just one singular person so by the time you get to this film he's now you know he's now a leader at the end at the end sure. of this movie he's leading people on firefights on top of you know you know super with uh, space horses star destroyers with space horses and stuff, because they can't detect space. Horses. I do like the space horses. Though. I don't care what anybody says; they're pretty cool. It's old school. It, it, if anything, it's a it's. It was a, a damn. It was a damn Braveheart ret- moment in that. You know. Yeah, it's an homage back to Return of the Jedi, where the Ewoks were fighting with like rocks and sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against like lasers. You yeah. know what I mean? It's kind of. I found it felt like more but, of an homage. But of course, Ray's got to have a final. Yeah, Ray, go, final Ray goes in there with her and just walks up to you know you know he you know it's a big uh, booga booga moment. Um, where where Sidious is just like oh, I'm here, You're like I'm gonna talk to you from the shadows, yeah, and then I'm gonna whole, be like, "It's like where have you, where have you been? I've been here this whole time." Um, and, and the thing is, like, I don't so want you dead. I want you to come here this, so I can put my soul into your body. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then, but but earlier in the movie, he wanted Kylo Ren to kill yeah. Rey, so that so now Kylo Ren could lead his, the, all these star destroyers and ships that he's got. Yeah. And I'm like. Isn't that kind of like a conflict of what was going to happen? But I guess maybe he already knew that that Kylo couldn't kill her anyways. Or that something or like he, that. he was... He, of... The thing is, is, it seemed like either way he wanted to take whoever was the strongest of the two. I you guess know. that's true. And somehow so somehow Kylo Ren gets gets off of uh, that, that yeah, moon. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he, he gets he, he there and he ways. shows up. Yeah. yeah. The, man, the moon is Kef Burr. That's the name of the, that's the, name of the moon. Just he had a backup up. ship. Just like the I Chewy thing, so. you know, there was a second ship there. <laughs> yeah, you took he got off there somehow, so he he's there whilst all the fighting and, is going on and raised. Like there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of like this this this. I tell you, the, for all the negative things we've said, there's a lot of things that the filmmakers and the people who made this movie had to had to put into it to to make it go. Like there's a lot of lot of editing cross cutting between the main battle between the different the different characters between. What's happening with um, Ben and Ray and which, Palpatine? This one of lot, the best scenes. There's a lot of balls in the yeah, air here. Which, we have to deal to me, with one of the better, coolest scenes is um, 
where Ray is is you know in there with the with you know Sidious and Ben is shown up and now the uh, Muppets or as, you know, as I call them the the, the Knights <laughs> of Ren um, show up and they're about to kick Kylo's ass and then the best force transference moment where she gives him the lightsaber through force transference and then he can kicks all their asses. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, because what we didn't say is that he threw his lightsaber, Kylo Ren lightsaber, into, into the, the ocean, ocean in that scene. Yeah, which yeah. is which is a very a very symbolic thing. Which that, is what he you um, know, wanted to do when he was with his dad in, in Force Awakens, but then he killed his dad. Instead, he kills yeah. his dad instead. So you know, mirror scene. So so, but she transfers to him Luke's lightsaber, yeah. which is very interesting because he's this, Ben Solo yeah. is. That, that, hey, it was hit. Remember proper. in Force Awakens, like that that lightsaber belongs to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, yes, well, he did it say does. That, and then he you finally know, got. You're on the light side, but bitch. now he has it as Ben Solo, not as yes. Kylo Ren, and she has Leia's lightsaber, uh, and it's really, really. It's it's a great moment. It, it's a great it, moment. They kick ass. I mean, it's really it's a great moment. The problem for me is Palpatine, like. I, he has a lot of exposition in the scene and he's just like saying something like he goes through the whole dyad thing like you know and he's like oh I want you to kill me because then I'll you know get tra- I'll transfer him to you and all and the all Siths that, before my... me and... And, and that leads me to believe yeah and like, like all the Siths before me and then but it also leads me to believe that perhaps you know he transferred himself before he died on the Death Star yeah back in Return of the Jedi that's the only real hint. That's the thing is how like, he survived. So what's the if he can if he can somehow transfer his body into other is people? Is he immortal? Then yeah. what's the point of him having his old Sidious body? Yeah, his old decrepit body this whole time. At what point did he develop this trait? Um, was did he always have this trait? I mean, there was in the extended universe the old stuff that's now legends when it comes to star wars stuff this stuff is like elseworlds doesn't count as as canon or anything like that from what i read when i was younger is that he had like like on some planet somewhere and i'm you know butchering this is that he had like other bodies oh, yeah, yeah, he could yeah. transfer into so that he would you know effectively be immortal sure. and not be able to be yeah, killed yeah yeah there's there's stu- I mean, there's did, even stuff something there's like even that stuff in part of it? in the new canon where they go to this underground thing in in Jakku on the planet of Jakku there's this right. underground lab of sorts that has these kind of robotic robot slash you know clones of Sidious who know like they look like right. them but they're like part robot or something it's weird oh kind of yeah. weird so so I don't know weird. what the, the whole point of that was but to have that in the book and then not follow through with it really in the in the movies, but I mean, it's just it's just too much here. It's too much. Also, there, well, there's also the idea that he can like suck the life force out of people. Yeah, too. like where... I'm like, where did that come from? I mean, yet again, all of this stuff is written in here for for convenient for convenient convenientness of plot, and not necessarily for logistical plot stuff. And granted. We're dealing with fa- fantasy sure. here. Not everything is log- uh, you know, logical or reasoning is kind of thrown out the window and all that kind of stuff. But man, you're just taking like huge, gigantic leaps here, without like, without even like trying to put in yeah, any effort not, to, no, to make just it work. Be like, you know what accept I mean? this, accept just, that. Yeah, just, just here, here, here we are. I guess okay. But, I guess we'll have so, to accept so that. So Ben k- kills all the Muppets, and yeah. and then you know joins they confront joins Palpatine. her. 
Dorian's ray, and then that's when he sucks the life out of them, and he's, now he's, like, full power. He's at 100%. He's now. like, fuck you, you know, guys, and he, like, lifts him up in the yeah. air, and, you know, because, yeah. you know. Like, throws him you around. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, and then, but then he, like, shoots off, like, a big, super-duper well, Once he realizes attack. when he had him together and he did that, he started sucking the life force, like, oh, with you guys together, I can rejuvenate my own body. You know, ha ha! No, he, he he breaks off of like that the uh, the life like I don't know the, the the things that were like keeping him alive. So now he doesn't need. Yeah. Him. And he just steps out and just and then he decides to like electrocute like all of the ships because by this point, um, like Lando's finally showed up with like everybody in the freaking galaxy yeah. showed up and it's like where were you guys on uh on uh on crate at the end of Last Jedi I guess nobody was available that day <laughs> yeah then, but he shows up and everybody's there and it's kind of like a you know I guess re- not a redemption but it just shows like it's a, it's another metaphorical thematic thing where like the whole galaxy is now rising yeah. back up against the Emperor unlike before you know what I mean like back in the original trilogy time the em- the Empire was able to have rule with an iron fist sure. but now. You know, being so many years later and like time and has, you know, moved on, people are now able to resist properly or rebel properly. And they don't want an emperor anymore. They don't want evil to rule again. All that metaphorical, sure. you know, thematic stuff is in there. And, but, but he throws out that lightning and he like, de- like deactivates like a giant e- uh, electromagnetic, electric magnetic pulse and like knocks them all out of commission for like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, right. I guess that was cool. Cool, I guess. It would have been cool if he had like blown up a couple of ships or something. He might like have. That, I don't know. Like, it, it might, I think there was a few things that had. He... I I heard that the 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 Tantive Four exploded, like was destroyed. You know, the Tantive Four, which was the ship that Leia was on back in the beginning of uh, yeah, Episode yeah, yeah, Four, yeah, yeah. New Hope. Like that was one that exploded. Oh, and, and we like, need we need to mention Wedge shows up in this. Oh yeah, Wedge shows up. Um, a nice callback. Yeah. Um, I love Wedge. Wedge is cool. Yeah, Wedge shows back. I, apparently, that actor did not want to he be in this new trilogy. Well, he, he made it. He was like, him. well, I guess it's the last Star Wars movie of this saga. My last chance to get a paycheck. Here we go. Yeah, Leo, uh, Lando shows up in Millennium Falcon with Chewbacca and uh, Babu Frick somehow. Hey! Um, <laughs> yeah, he shows up. And I don't know about your screening, but my, my screening, everybody, people cheer. Oh, I love Babu Frick. People He's cheered my new and stuff. I mean, yeah. the, the one amazing thing about watching a Star Wars movie. Um, is the crowd oh, yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. is so is so that's, unique? That's, I mean, I mean, I've been getting a lot of that with uh, the MCU movies, but I've been but there's nothing like that Star Wars crowd yeah. uh, seeing that and they they start cheering and all that definitely. kind of stuff. So that communal experience is is something definitely, very very definitely. special to Star Wars, regardless of the film. Like I told, like oh, I I think I said this early in one of our episodes way long time ago that you know when I saw Attack of the Clones and. Yoda showed up to oh, fight yeah. Count Dooku. The whole crowd went bananas, and I was like, "When was that? 2002? I was like 15, yeah. and and I had never seen I had never seen a crowd cheer at a movie theater before ever. Like I didn't know you could do yeah. that. I didn't know if it, I didn't think it was legal, and then I had never I, had, I hadn't really experienced that up until that point, and and now it's kind of a common thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So all everybody shows up. It's a big climactic battle, like we've said. Um, and so, 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 so Kylo gets knocked down a hole, and some, you know. yeah, he gets thrown on a, sh- a hole, <laughs> and then so now it's just Ray and, and Insidious, and 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 this is the scene. That, I don't want to cut you off, but this is the scene that I kind of wish was done a little bit better yeah. because it was so important, or it was literally important. It's, you know, Ray does defeat Palpatine, but she 
she gets talked to by all of the different Jedi from before her. Yeah. And you hear, like, everybody's voice. Like, you hear Anakin's voice. You hear Obi-Wan. You hear Yoda. You hear Mace Windu. You even hear Ahsoka. You hear Qui-Gon Ahsoka Tano from... You hear Qui-Gon Jinn. And apparently they got all, like, the people to do the voices, I think. Um, and and what what I thought was going to happen, what I wanted to see happen, all of the Force Ghosts show up to back her up. You know yeah, what I well, mean? Yeah, well... That, that once again, that reminds me of Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, it's just like Harry where, Potter, where they're all there at the end. You know, it's still. I don't. Eh, care. I, mean, I don't it, know that I need to be there. I don't know, Stephen. I well, that's when I would have liked to have seen Anakin Skywalker or see it would have been nice to have like, a moment where you see him, but I don't know that it ne- necessarily needed them to. Are you really, saying that they needed the to help around. her defeat him? Not help her, but like they're they're like. I don't know if you want to say help. They're there encouraging her. They're there. Instead of just the you, disembodied You wanted to see voices. a shot of all the Force Ghosts sitting there like, you can do it. You know, like, like literally yes. seeing them. Yeah. If you By this point, you've already fan service oh, yeah, to, well, like, sure, to like the sure. 11th power. That, that would have been fine with it, man. That, just go for it. That would have been fine with me. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not there like attacking Palpatine no, 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 no. or anything Okay, like well, that. then that's fine. There was some. There were some people who wanted, like, like... Uh, not to have like the Jedi Force ghost show up, but also have like the Sith ghost show up behind Palpatine, and like, and you'll see like like Darth Bane and Darth Plagueis, and you know, yeah, that's, and that's going too far. There are people who wanted to see that, or perhaps that maybe that, that maybe that was part of the, you know, at one point a concept. That's that super. That's there. super nerdy. We don't need that. That's super nerdy. But the concept, like you said, is that the that the um. All the Jedi before you know, the, her. The Jedi, the Jedi have figured out how to become how to live, uh, become one with the yeah. Force. Like that's a Jedi yeah. thing. That's not necessarily a Sith thing. Yeah. You know, because the Sith deal in absolutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's either life, it's either living or dead. You can't live past your dead. Yeah. You know, dead's pretty definitive. Yeah. But know? somehow he's it's pretty absolute. Has developed a, an unnatural way of staying alive. Um, yeah, kind of throws that whole absolute. He has thing to out stay with it. He wants to stay within physical bodies. We, well, while the also, Jedi like, will live on in the Force, and so right. they use Jedi. apparently all of the past Jedi's use themselves through Ray to defeat Sidious. I think it's more symbolic than actual literal. If that you don't if th- you don't think that they helped her in any way? Well, I th- I think that's the way I see it. It, I it was know. like a, it, it was like Avatar: it? The Last Airbender kind of thing for me. Oh, I I always thought it was kind of like is symbolic, like she is. Um, she is one with the force in that moment. Yeah, like something like that. Like, like she, like the lineage of the Jedi. In you know, in quote, I put lineage in quotes. Like the the um, the legend of the Jedi lives in her. You know, our concept of the Jedi lives in her. Like those things. Sure. And she encapsulates all of those things because to, you know, you know, this idea that she's like the last Jedi. But we've also learned in the Force Awakens that. Not the Force. We learned in the Last Jedi that the Force isn't only particularly, you know, inherent within the Jedi or the Sith. The Force is everywhere. Yeah. The Force can. The Force. Uh, someone can be Force sensitive and not be a Jedi or a Sith. They could just be a kid with a broom on some on a planet somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think our concept of the Jedi and our idea of the Jedi lives within her. Sure. And then of course, like the opposite is for you know, Darth, you know, she she, she is the Sith ideal. War person to be a jedi without somebody that's been uh shaped by the traditional uh right. teachings of yeah, the yeah. jedi she had, 
she had very little formal training that we've seen. You know, a couple of days on Octo in, a, in, in, in like a year with Leia. Yeah. I mean, and she had about crazy. People like to say like she's like she doesn't have any training to have any like you know, to be elite, not elite, but to have like force be force powerful. But she had about as much training as Luke yeah. did. You know, Luke trained for a, a day with Obi Wan, then a couple of days on Dagobah. And, and then you that, can that even say it. she was a little bit more prepared because she spent her youth training of sorts because she knew how to wield that that staff and beat the shit out of people right. you know like well she from what we understand is that she probably like had a pretty rough upbringing yeah, yeah. from what we understand i mean luke at least had his aunt and uncle yeah. you know a stable a stable life she had to learn how to survive on her own which takes a lot he of was, skill and fortitude you could say he was a millennial <laughs> <laughs> that had to go up into the know, tr- you, know, you, you know then you know it honestly ray ray probably makes more sense than luke did but we're, we, we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to press on that, that round oh. yeah we're not press on that nerve man people are gonna shit oh they're gonna the hate us for, um uh, yes they will but anywho she ends up defeating him and he ends up like exploding like a like a firecracker or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Kylo crawls out from whatever hole he fell down. I guess it wasn't too deep. Yes, he somehow and, made it. Yeah. And and basically, she kind of like like dies yeah. from the exhaustion or from the effort of killing Palpatine. And he and he crawls over to her because he's all messed up. And then he cut. And then he decides. Uh, and he decides that um, he's going to cradle her and, like, kind of cry and be sad about it. It's a very emotional scene. And I know there's a lot of people who have a a romantic, um, like, agenda when it comes to these two yeah. characters. Yeah, so for some reason there's certain people that want some, that think that there's a romantic connection between these two. And honestly, I'm not going to say that you're wrong and I'm not going to attack uh, you for uh, it. If you, if you believe I'm not going to attack you for it, but I didn't feel it at all, ever. Well, so. Well, I felt like there was more to there was more to their relationship than just being romantic. Like we said, there was this force connection. Now we know there's a literal like kind of lineage connection there, and we also know. I just feel like there was a more. It was more than just you can romance. be you can be than, male you know and I mean? female and be friends or be or be can, or be close be close and not yeah. have to have sexual tension. No. Yeah. But that's kind of thrown out the window in in this scene yeah. here. When they decide um, to have a, and, she decides to kiss Kylo Ren. And it's and the it, bothers, it, is, it, it it doesn't it bothers me not for the reasons like oh oh why you know I I hate the concept of Ray Low or I hate this romantic concept it bothers me because I already felt that they that that bond was there when he's cradling her like lifeless body holds it up to him and and he heals her and brings her back to life that in that act in and of itself told me all I that's needed all you needed about. Yeah. About how connected and how powerful their connection is, whether it is romantic, whether it is through the force, whether it is whatever, it's already there visually for me. I didn't need the kiss to reinforce that. Yeah. Didn't need it. I mean, it's there. It's just not necessary to me. That that bond's already there. And of course, then he leans back and dies, disappears, and I guess he becomes one with the force. Well, when he does that, and the, then and then happens. once that happened, then um, Leia's body disappeared. In that in that oh, same moment, yeah, it was like yeah. she was hanging on and she was still with him, uh, though dead. But when he died, mm-hmm. when he died and and became one, she did too, which is which was a good touch, I think. Very emotional. Very very good very, touch yeah, there. Very, I thought it's a very good touch there. The how they you know mother and son connect. Yeah, the, whatnot, her bond was beyond the grave. Um, yes, and and yeah, 
And then they have the really kind of like typical Star Wars celebration scene <laughs> that we Chewbacca saw. Chewbacca like, gets his medal. Yeah, Chewbacca gets that his was, medal. Well, it wasn't his medal. It was Everybody's Han's like medal. And, so he got yeah, second-handed medal. So it's not really his medal. So it's still kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, because he, he, remember he didn't get one at the end of uh, New Hope. Yeah, uh, A New Hope. Yeah. And then he decided, and then as everybody's hugging, and that's when we get that weird scene between Lando uh, and um, and thing. Um, and of course, and then Ray shows up, and the three main characters have a big have a big old yeah. hug, group hug and whatnot. Um, big celebration, big celebration. One thing we didn't talk about is, in, I don't know if you want to touch on this nerve, talk about a nerve here, but I just want to mention it because I think it needs to be mentioned. Uh, they completely wrote uh, Rose T- uh, Tycho's character yeah, completely out she, of this movie she, for no reason other than just... It would have been better not to have her in the movie at all. <laughs> if you're not going to have her do anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're <laughs> she, not going to have her do anything, you might as well just not have her in the movie. I mean... Because, all, because they even asked if she wanted to go on this adventure, like Finn asks her, and she's like, no, Leia, ha- Leia wants me to do something. And, of course, we never see what that thing no. that Leia wants to do her to do um i mean also like dominic monaghan was in the movie from those of you who know lord of the rings and lost fame and he i don't even know he what his was just a, was. he was just a glorified did. cameo i mean it, apparently yeah. like apparently this oh is and, 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 and what's his name you know how we got in the film you know how we got in the film uh he and jj made a made a bet over like a soccer game <laughs> i guess about if some team won and i guess the team dominic monaghan wanted to win one i guess the bet was that he would be in the next yeah. you know being this well let me tell you this i mean like also, another another okay. friend that you know we got him back in Force Awakens is Snap Snap yeah. Wexley character. He Snap got Wesley, killed in this yeah. movie. He got iced, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, played by Greg Grunberg, yeah. who was in the pilot of Lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess he and JJ were friends for for a very long time. Uh, Greg Grunberg was also on that show Heroes yeah. that had. Four yeah, he seasons he, he goes down time. in the battle at the end. He yeah. does go down in the battle in the end. He's in the uh, the canon book, if anybody's wondering. Yeah. At least that's why that's where I. He's good. He's good, and that character is great in uh, that that book trilogy, the um, aftermath. Aftermath, yeah, yeah. When he was a kid, when he's in his teens, he's in that book. It's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Um, I wish we'd have seen Bones, yeah, really man. Good. I really wanted to see Bones. Bones yeah, is this I is mean, this is this uh, repurposed um, clone droid. Um, from the clone era, that it turns into an assassin. But he's he's crazy. <laughs> a lot of people thought that that's what uh, was going to happen with um, C three PO nah, because he had the red eye, yeah. the red glowing eyes. Um, but back to like Rose Tycho. Apparently, from what I also heard, is that she had scenes with Leia that they weren't able to uh, get put into the movie. Like they got <laughs> cut because I guess the the you know they just didn't work when it came to the rendering of 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 Carrie Fisher and whatnot and all the extra scenes. And I'm like, if you put her in the movie to just interact with an actress who is no longer with us and is not really there, you really didn't want her in the movie. And you could have had her go on the adventure and it would have, the movie would have still worked. It would have still worked. They just didn't know what to do with her character. And yet again, they introduced new characters in this movie that we really didn't need, uh, not need, but like they really didn't do anything with either. You know what I mean? Excuse me. We already have a pre, well, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm choking dying over that. Yeah, I know he's dying over maybe, that. Maybe somebody's force um, choking me because they don't like what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> force choking him through, yeah. through the computer. And it's like, she was already a pre-established character. We already had like a backstory on her. You could have just had her do something. Yeah, Instead it would have been better than introducing new characters. Yeah. yeah. 
we didn't have introduced new characters. Um, that's where we get. And Wired already talked about the Lando <clears throat> thing. So, ne- so but now then we, we have the final final. We have scene, a, we have kind of a, a, a prologue or epilogue. Uh, a prologue, epilogue, and this is where we get. Uh, this is where we, we go. Get we go back to Tatooine. Composite thing. Go back to Tatooine of all places. And we go back um, to uh, uh, Luke uh, Owen. You know. Well, thing is, in like that place looked pretty intact. I thought the, I thought the stormtroopers burned that thing up. Uh, they in, didn't uh, burn the place. I mean, there was, I think there was some of the other parts of it that had had exploded, but you know, the main part of it, you know, she slides it down into it like she did in Force Awakens. She slide slid down from the the a do back or whatever it was. I don't, uh, know. What, I don't know if it was a do back. Well, whatever she slides down the sand at the beginning of Force Awakens. Mm, down, yes, she you know, does. she kind of is the same thing here. And uh, she buries Luke and Leia's uh, lightsabers. Lightsabers. Which... Which I, Luke kind of makes sense, but Leia never went to Tatooine or anything like that. Yeah, but, but I, there's I, a connection I understand there. the... You know, so. I understand... Well, first... First... I mean, man, this is another thing that's like, you don't really need it. Why is this here? She opens up her new lightsaber that she's constructed. I guess just to show us as an audience that like, she cool has a yellow, yellow lightsaber. And I'm like, she. This, this is only there to show us that she has a new lightsaber. What they could have done is just like have a shot of where it's on her, it's like on her belt. Yeah. And we would have been like, oh. Well, they wanted to show that it was yellow. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's like a little less show. We would have been. Nice. They could. Have, they, I mean, we didn't she could, it could have been a funny thing where. See, see, that could have been. That could have been in the visual dictionary. Like, like, oh. Uh, she has a yellow lightsaber now. Like, sure, that would have been extra stuff we didn't need to see in the movie. I know it's a one-second shot, but it's just, it's just unnecessary to me. I would have done it differently. Now, well, granted, I'm not J.J. Abrams. Well, whatever, it's done now. It's, it's canon. But whatever. So she buries him, and then apparently some random woman comes along who just happened to be traveling ah, in the desert. Yeah. Nobody's yeah, been no, here in years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I was just so. roaming the desert right at the time that you were here. <laughs> Yeah, I know. How convenient. How convenient. And um, she's like, and they're like, oh, what's your name? And she goes, Ray. And he's like, oh, Ray who? And then, of course, she, she looks off into the distance. She looks off into the distance. And the force ghosts of Luke and Leia are there. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Say it. You know. <laughs> say it. You know. Go ahead. Come on. You know you want to say it. Ray Skywalker. Skywalker. She does it all then, James Bond like Ray. Yeah. Ray Skywalker. Skywalker. And, uh, that's the end of the movie. That's it. And she That's goes the off into of the, the two Skywalker sons. Saga. She goes off into the two sons, which is how all three which trilogies end. Very yeah. true. And... That's the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Now we've we've gone way way past our normal <laughs> yeah. time. Way way past our normal time. But Stephen, um, I just want to say this: people think that one. I don't think this is going to be the last Star Wars movie. We, oh no, that no, hell exists no. or that we've ever seen. Um, from what I understand, there may be one in twenty twenty two. For all I know, um, I know Lucasfilm's probably going to announce something pretty soon because right now they're concentrating on their television uh, area and they're concentrating on other things. Um, they just came out with a new, you know, video game and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I I don't think this is the end of. Well, I, 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 th- I think I think we're definitely done with th- these characters. Um, and this. So, oh yeah, I don't it, see Ray. Never, I don't Ray think we're ever continuing with again. this story again. Um, no. I don't think we're gonna get movies, but I don't think they're going to be like, you know, like episodic. I, mean, I don't know if we're gonna have right now, team. like you said. And if we do, dealing with TV, The Mandalorian has been a hit and a uh, big hit. Second season, second coming, season will fall, be at the end of this year. It seems they got the Obi Wan series, which I'm interested in. Not super psyched, but I'm interested in. Um, 
And I think they got to move. They have to move past that uh, that twenty year gap in well, between this is, the prequels and uh, the original trilogy because they're just throw they're just filling that gap up. Well, this is this is with a lot of stuff. Recent, there's been a recent rumor that they're gonna uh, do a movie that's four hundred years before the original trilogy for before this this saga and it's called the high republic um when you know and yoda is a, a younger yoda so yoda will be in it i'm already going to tell you right now i don't want this because i don't want yoda <laughs> in the honest, movie i don't want any i want all new characters i want to go so far back I that nobody's fucking from the the original movies it's like the thing is <clears throat> they're afraid to do stuff like that because they don't think it'll sell what we've learned about, I think, the sequel trilogy, which is even more prevalent than it was in the prequel trilogy, and even more prevalent than it was in the original trilogy, is that Star Wars is a massive, massive money-making machine. And part of the agenda behind whoever is running Star Wars is making money. And you need to... You need, Star um, Wars is the brand. You need, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, you need stuff to market with. Like, for example, you know... The sequel trilogy, you know, they really heavily leaned on the fact that, oh, you know, Mark Hamill's coming back, Carrie Fisher's coming back, Harrison Nostalgia. Ford's coming back. So you get all the old fans, you get the new fans in there, you know, the old fans are going to buy stuff, the new fans are going to buy stuff, everybody's going to be You're not going to have growth if you don't start taking chances. Right. And, and, that's and creating that new Steven content. And I, yeah, <laughs> Stephen and I are like, you're just making... You're just you're watering down the box. what we yeah. started with. What we love about Star Wars, you're watering it down the more you you keep hanging on to that nostalgia. And we saw how that nostalgia is festering within the fandom yeah. and creating problems. Yeah. And and now like and and with all those problems now, like maybe they're too afraid to go back and make an old Republic uh, television series or old Republic uh, movie series or whatever. But I think you need to move past this because we've just shown like that there is a, a there. It's not waning because this movie's going to make a billion dollars if it's it hasn't close. already by the it's time close. this by the time this episode comes out. But the, there there is a hunger for Star Wars, I think, still. But there's a hunger for like for more different stories as well within Star Wars. Yeah. And and but you can have loose loose connections like the Mandalorian is loosely connected to the overall Star Wars uh, oeuvre. Like, they go to planets that are, like, that you may have seen before. You know, there's, you know, there are certain things that happen within, like, you've heard of bounty hunters. You've heard of Mandalorians. You know, you may have seen them in, you know, Rebels in the Clone Wars animated series. You may have read about them in the comic books or the books. So there's, like, loose connect. There's so much within the Star Wars world that you can utilize to have different connections in every world. Sure. So you don't have to connect everything back to the, the Skywalkers, the Palpatines, you know, the Solos, the original characters that you, that you you know, made all that money on and created all that nostalgia, nostalgia with. And honestly, by this point, I think you have to move past that because, you know, time is what yeah. it is. You know, we're in 2020 now and things need to progress a certain way. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah, so we, we didn't love the movie, but we... We had fun with it. It's just as a as a movie that's supposed to do what it was supposed to do, which is tie up the whole saga and and honestly, even just to a smaller extent, tie up the trilogy. It just it was a mess. It, it's a mess. Oh yeah, from a from I mean, I didn't, we didn't even talk about certain cinematic things, but we did. But the movie is a bit of a mess 
uh, plot structurally. It's a bit of a mess when it comes to just plot details. Some of the character stuff is a little messy, but I honestly, some of it's also really good. I think some of the thematic depth is very, very good. I really, I think the acting is yeah, great. Yeah, acting is good. I can't complain about the that. Acting's acting. really good. I mean, from what they have to work with in terms of plot and all that kind of stuff and certain dialogue sequences is really good. What's his name? Ian McDermott, I think, slips back right into sure. the Palpatine role yeah. really good for what he's working with, you know, being Palpatine, just hitting those hitting those, <laughs> no. those iconic yes, lines. No. Uh, yes. And, you know, good. and stuff like that. The, pro- the thing is, like, what we've said earlier is that each of the films within the sequel series has felt like a different movie. And I also think each of the movies within the original trilogy felt like different movies. So that seems to be par for the course for Star Wars. But in the modern world of franchise building, it, it's it's a little problematic be, when you want more continuity. Cohesive. I mean, it's when you want more cohesion. And they could have made this movie more cohesive with the first two, had they have taken threads from the first and from Force Awakens and Rise of Sky and Last Jedi, and kind of built off of them. Instead, they tried to do that as well as build a whole new thing by bringing in the Emperor and bringing in all of these things. And it's like, by this point, you needed to be more cohesive with the first two films if you indeed wanted to make everything kind of fit together well. And they struggled with that with this movie. I don't hate this movie. I, I don't honest. hate I it. It sounds like we hate it. Honestly, on Letterboxd, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I gave it a 3. And, and Stephen gave it a 3. And I'm more leaning towards a 3 versus a 3.5 when it comes to my overall rating, but, you know, you can only do half-star ratings. You and, can't be making sure. decimal points and, out and, there. And, so, I mean, like, I'm I'm in that three to three and, if you and a half s- range. And I think it's watch Like, it's rewatchable. You know, it's not, like, absurd. For example, I rewatched episode one and episode two and three and all the other ones. Episode one and episode two are uh, are tough to get through when it comes to dialogue and and plot and stuff like that. The sequel trilogy, I think, is more easier to get through. Yeah, in I mean, my I, it's... Though you could say with my three, uh, I give it three based off of the thing that people want me to say, which is you know you need to watch Star Wars like more like a child. Me giving it a three is giving that oomph of me being somebody that loves Star Wars no matter what. Uh, I still love Star Wars; it doesn't change. But loving, just like loving people, people you can love them for their faults too. Um, and I love Star Wars even though it has faults. Um, so. That's where I think we should end it here. We got to end it. Yeah, this is the longest ended episode. I <laughs> uh, hope you guys enjoy our, our rant on uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, please tell us how wrong we are uh, in the comments. That we'd love to hear from you. I mean, we really we don't mind criticism. Um, that's what we're here for. And uh, you know, if you agree with us, please let us know. Yeah, but uh, where can we find you, Andrew? You can find me on Twitter at Kevzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Kevzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can also find me on Instagram, posting all my goodies I buy. You can find the audio for this podcast on Podbean and Apple Podcasts. And so in a couple weeks on our next episode, so we're getting into Oscar season, um, we'll be talking, um, I think, I, well, the next episode we're going to talk our, our, our favorite movies of the year. Of last year. Yes. Last year. So we're, 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 I know we're a little behind a lot of people. A lot of people have already put out their lists. But we we needed to catch up. There's a few movies we needed to see. Um, and so we're going to put out our, do our uh, best of 2000, our, our top 10 of 2019 um, on the next episode. And then after that, we got the Oscars coming up. We'll be talking, uh, building up to that. Talking about who we think should win and blah, blah, blah. So 
that'll be it for this episode of the Cinema Discovery Project. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on watching them movies. I know I will.